Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists and pumpkins alike out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni, okay? If you are a Bachelor person, I released a bonus episode this week with the Ramams of Bravo, and we became the real women of The Bachelor, and we um, recapped this past week's episode because it was just a lot of twists and turns. Normally, I keep it on the Patreon, but this week I had to put it out just because I want people to hear what we talk about over on the Patreon, but I also wanted to bring it to the masses. So if you'd like to check that out, don't miss it. It is in the queue, probably the episode right before this one. But today we are back to the Bravo because that is that was a one-time deal. I'm not doing a whole lot of batch on the main pod. We are back on Bravo. And this was a fun, good week. I have two guests coming up. One, Miss Hannah A. Brown um, from the, she does a couple of podcasts, Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. Uh, that used to be the Brown Eyed Unicorn and is now fun interview show. Very, very great. She's an amazing podcaster. Love her. And she also hosts a co-host a Gossip Girl rewatch called You Know You Love Us, and I do love her, and she's on to talk Atlanta and Dallas. We have a grand time over there for that, and that's why it's a little bit longer. And then I have a Salt Lake City expert. That is where I had to get all of my questions answered about Salt Lake City, the drinking, the area, everything because y'all are tired of hearing me talk about my own home franchise. So I didn't, honey. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it. I give the space for someone else to talk about theirs. That is what Samantha is here to do. She's from the Socially Drinking Podcast. She is a longtime resident of Utah and not Mormon. And she gives us the tea. Rumors (laughs) that went around when the cast was announced, a rumor mill was popping for especially Mary, y'all. She came for, they came, the rumor mill came for Miss Mary. And though I like Mary on the show, she is quite problematic, man. So, and, and she kind of explains why. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have her on. She gave us a whole lot to work with. And I was really, really into that. I also wanted to ask her her thoughts about the upcoming season next year and what she thought should happen with that, about Lisa, about Heather, you know, where they live, things like that. Things that I just couldn't often figure out on my own and that I didn't want to make false claims about. So I just asked somebody else to make me alleged claims instead. (laughs) So that being said... It's a very, very great day to be into this. I do have to do Black Excellence first. And of course, my Black Excellence is going to actually go to Cicely Tyson, the amazing multi-award winning actress, beautiful woman who just passed today that I'm recording this. So when this comes out, you know, it's going to 
probably she would have already been passed by now. She was 96 years old. She died January 28th. She has been in girl, everything, everything. And, you know, someone did tweet to kind of make it funnier, though it's not funny that someone passed, but someone check on Tyler Perry because, you know, he loved that woman. And in the black community, but overall, people know who Tyler Perry is, ask Luann and Dorinda, right? We all know who Tyler Perry is. But in the black community, especially the black church community, Tyler Perry has come up because of us, because after church, we would go to all his plays, all his movie premieres and everything. We made that man a very rich man because we used to take the church buses by the droves to his place. And he constantly had a Cicely Tyson in a movie or something. He absolutely loved her. And how could you not? She was in so many amazing, amazing movies. And she was once married to Miles Davis. The moment of silent pause. Beautiful, beautiful woman. And it's actually breaking my heart that she's passed. She was in How to Get Away with Murder. I think she played, um, for people who don't are as familiar with her work and their Google isn't working yet or they haven't gotten around to Googling it yet. She was um, in How to Get Away with Murder. She played Viola Davis's character's mom, I believe. Her mom, you know, who she was trying to go and be with and, you know, help as she aged and got older. She was also in Diary of a Mad Black Woman. She was in The Help. She was in, oh girl, so many things. It, it's it's truly, it's a, lo- it's a loss. It's, it's a loss. And I'm very saddened by it. She's beautiful. Her interviews, fantastic. I highly suggest people go and, and read, like find her interview. She just recently did one, not too long ago, you know, she got so many awards for the help. Uh, she's amazing and she will be missed greatly, greatly, greatly missed. And long running career, honey. She was doing this. She's been doing this thing, awarded, celebrated, honored, revered for decades. Okay. Decades. So she absolutely deserves all the praise and all of the condolences to her family and all of the love that she is getting because she really paved a major way, a major way. So rest easy and rest in peace, Miss Cicely Tyson. You lived an incredible life, 96 years old, decades in the industry, truly a woman, a pioneer before her time. And and her legacy will live on forever. And all we can say now is that I hope you're resting well. And that's it. And all, you know, love and prayers to her family and everyone who loved her and was close to her, especially during her career. And with that, we are going to pivot and get into the episode. First up is going to be Hannah Brown talking Dallas and Atlanta with me and all things that. And then I have, again, Samantha from the Socially Drinking podcast talking Salt Lake City as a, as a place, whether or not we need to go, what it looks like if we travel there. I just had a lot of questions and I let her talk, her and Hannah. And it was, it was glorious. So it's going to be a regularly practiced thing because I listen and I appreciate people 
who reach out nicely um, and don't trash me in reviews and then only ever update it when they hate something, but never when they love something. That is really fun. I love that about humanity. Um, but I listened and I, I wanted to hear what they had to say. And I know everybody else does too. So asked her a lot of great questions about Salt Lake City. And then of course we talked about the episode as well and the trip as we rounded the trip corner with this crazy kooky situation with the hypnotist and Jen kind of busting her top like a Beyblade and going crazy in the streets of the Nomad Hotel. So all that and so much more coming up. Let's get into it. All right, guys, as promised, I am here with the incomparable Hannah A. Brown, a, a good Hannah Brown, uh, well, a Hannah Brown that I'm more in like with than the other Hannah Brown. Didn't hate her, some disappointment, but this Hannah Brown has never disappointed me. And that is partially because everything she touches to me turns to gold. She used to host a fantastic show called The Brown Eyed Unicorn, and it is now not aspirational with Hannah Brown, which first of all, title. Like sometimes the things that she titles these episodes absolutely blow my mind. I think the most recent that caught me, and I said, I don't know if this should be on my, on my, on my, the, the feds might be watching, was it's either meth or slippers. That really got me as a title, and, and that doesn't entice you to listen. I don't know what will. Oh, I have an idea. Maybe it's her other podcast that she also co-hosts with her friend called You Know You Love Us, which is a Gossip Girl rewatch pod. And what better time than now to get into all things Gossip Girl? And I am just, I'm thrilled. I'm honored. I'm excited to have you on. Thank you so much for coming back. Oh my gosh, Moni. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. I am so excited. We were just talking off air about how there is no better time than now to be, of course, re-watching and recapping Gossip Girl. Really, it's it's good for any occasion. I've told many friends, you know, and I'm like, you need to watch Gossip Girl. They've never seen it before. And I'll go, I'll just watch it with you in solidarity. So I'm probably on my, my seventh time watching it. That's fine. Ugh. There's nothing wrong with that. And then- yes. We have this big reboot happening that we were just talking about. We know nothing about. It's very mysterious, but we kind of like it that way. And we were mm -hmm. just saying that it's kind of a crime to not reboot a show like this, where the whole crux of the point was this mysterious underworld person who was into all, she knew everything and it was all mm -hmm. very mysterious viral things, texts, you know, there was kind of like tweets and there was a website and in the age of social media, this is now, this is Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl is 2020. Yes. Yes. I mean, Demois, hello. Yeah. I mean, it's like nothing hello. is a secret. Everyone is watching everyone. And with social media, things can like go more viral more quickly. Yes. And oh, I'm so excited for this reboot. I just think it's what we all need. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's it's like, is it coming to HBO? Is that is that a thing? Yes, so it's HBO Max. We're doing it like Sex in the City, which is also a reboot. Mm -hmm. And you were saying, and I wanted you to, to tell the people, it's like, for those who are concerned, you know, the big, like, what if I love the original characters? Mm -hmm. How would I love a new Blair or a new mm -hmm. Serena? Are we even doing that? Like, what is the layout here? No, so it's a completely different set of Upper East Side teenagers. And I think, like, 
there are murmurings that we may get like a Blair cameo, like some return appearances of the OG characters, but this is going to be an entirely different set of kids, new drama, like fresh style, fresh OOTDs, fresh vibes all around. And I'm so excited. I love it. I think that's really great. I can't wait. I, I mean, that's one of the greatest joys about a new year is that there's new fun things and you know, I know you just finished season one of your podcast rewatch with um, mm-hmm. Gossip Girl. And y'all, you don't know this, but I got some tea season two might be coming soon. Yeah, so that's one secret I'll out. never tell. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know you love it, go ahead and check that out. And of course, also check out Non-Aspirational. I did an episode of the show a little while back and it was very fun, very different, especially if you need a break from the consistent and ongoing amount of Bravo content yes. all the time, 24-7. I mean, it was a very nice and refreshing thing to do to kind of just dig a little deeper into people and figure out fun, quirky things. You asked amazing questions. I think Thank it was one you. like, oh, who's a cartoon I had a crush on or something? Yes, that's like, one of my whoa. favorite questions. <laughs> What a question. Because, <laughs> you know, you sometimes think to yourself, they're cute. Like, if they were real, we could totally have a thing. Like, yes. a cartoon. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, apparently, I heard, and I didn't see this live, apparently Andy recently asked a guest on Watch What Happens Live, like, who's a cartoon that you find attractive? And I was like, who from Bravo is listening to my listening. podcast and yep. stealing my fucking questions? Because I see you. Yeah, always. I always just be like, I know you're listening. So hi. And I know hi. they're not. <laughs> yes, they are. Probably. I hope. I don't know. Like, I mean, they if are. that's the case, let's just put on our, for our best behavior. No, just yeah. kidding. We're never that. <laughs> so uh, who is, what is a cartoon that you have a crush on? Oh my gosh. Dimitri from Anastasia can get it. And also, you know oh who gosh. I never talk about? I answer that so quickly. And also Phoebus from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Ah, he's voiced by Kevin Klein. So hot. I love that you're going straight movie. Like you're taking it to the vault. Oh yeah. Oh, I took it straight to the vault. Yes. And I also love Max Goof from a goofy movie. He was like one of my earliest childhood crushes. Yeah. So I am obviously, if you're new to the show, welcome. Here's some fun facts. I am not a straight person. However, my favorite crush growing up was actually static shock who was a male but yes. I just it was the energy I'm always attracted to energies one of the main mm-hmm. reasons why again I'm excited that you're on the show because her energy your energy is just oh. emphatic it is magnetic it is so Thank light you. but static shock was really cool he like rode around on like a trash can lid because he had magnetic capabilities with electricity and I was like that's badass electricity more too and he had like little cartoon dreads and mm-hmm. or locks that's the more appropriate term to call them cartoon mm-hmm. locks and like when like, it was like blue and yellow it was just very cool he was a cool and I had not seen a lot of there was not a lot of black superhero cartoons ever happening mm-hmm. um I think like I forget what agent she was but it was codenamed Kids Next Door was the only other one that I remember in my mm-hmm. in my realm of watching, there probably were more short guys, but from what <laughs> I watched, it was Code Kim's Kids Next Door, Totally Spies, and Static Shock. That was my lineup every day, and I. Yep. Oh, I love this shit out of Totally Spies. <laughs> right? You know, we all have those, like, those shows that we grew up with that just still hold such, like, a special nostalgic place in our hearts. Yes, and then we grow up to be 
questionable beings who indulge in housewives who are like the worst versions of themselves 85 percent of the time and we love it i just put up a poll about salt lake city actually um if, if the first 15 minutes was stressful to people and everyone was like it was a good stress and i'm like listen to ourselves and it's a good stressor <laughs> uh, okay but Monty, i've been moving away from bravo like i still like love it but i watch it like at my leisure so i'll get like a couple weeks behind and then i'll Good. binge a little and that kind of thing i love um, a binge yes i love a binge too but i've also been getting really into hgtv because <gasps> i'm so HGTV. i'm so soothed by like home renovations whereas like sometimes i'll be like i was watching real housewives of dallas last night and i got like a like a chest tightness like i was about to have a panic attack when um um, Deandra and uh, Carrie were arguing at that like winery and I was like yeah. oh my god <laughs> like help me <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I mean the best way to remedy that is to talk about it so we'll just jump yes. into Dallas first and yes. I think that will also save the best for last because Atlanta I think we are heating up and how dare me specifically, I mean me, but we doubt Atlanta. I know it started off slower, you know, with everything happening with COVID and everything. And we mm -hmm. were like mainly focused around Cynthia's wedding. And now I think we are picking up. We are into yeah. the bullshit. And I think it was a great episode. And I think that's what we deserve as a treat. I agree. Okay. So Dallas, first things first, the priorities. We'll do the hard work of talking about housewives. Yes. Dallas. This week was, I didn't even remember that it came on. Like I literally just turned on the TV <laughs> and go, it was 9.01 and I saw the taglines and I was like, oh, it's not okay, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time I have to admit, I was in my binder, my wedding planning binder. And I was like, I'm just going to also do this. Yes. Yes, oh, I, I was, I was like, like looking at Airbnbs for like the birthday in July, I probably won't be able to have a Napa like while I was watching Dallas, like I was trying to multitask because mm -hmm. I was just like, eh. and also they were at a winery and like I there's nothing I love more than a winery. <laughs> I, I've never been. And you would excited. love. Uh, you I, would I love. mean, I, I know I would definitely love one in California <laughs> if I can ever get the hell out there. If this yes. ever, you know, subsides. But it was part of what I wanted to do for my birthday was, and uh, to be fair, I I was throwing this idea out there. It was going to a winery with all my best style friends mm -hmm. and for my birthday in April, because I honestly thought we would be out of this by now. I know. And I, know. I spent my golden birthday last year in quarantine and now to spend <sighs> My quintessential 25th birthday in quarantine feels a little bit like we need to just pull it back. Like we we've gotta get something done. People. Enough is enough. Yeah. It's 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 and it's all it's because it's about me. It has nothing to do with health <laughs> and people. It's mainly because I should not have to spend two birthdays in this in the house in one place. Um, you should not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Of course, obviously I care about the health and safety of people and the children yes. and everything, but also this is a crime. <laughs> and, yes. I really was planning this wedding or this uh, winery trip because I was trying to get my girlfriend to propose and thought that oh. I just gave her the backdrop, the people, the everything. I was going to be really cute, wear a hat. I always think like a winery and a hat, you know? Yes. Yes. Like, like a big, like hat. sun hat. Yes. So yes. cute. And I just thought maybe she would do it. And to be fair, she was going to. And they oh. decided to just surprise me and move it up. And that was, 
out of my control, but it's fine. We're all good. Everything's happy and great <laughs> now. But I'm still like maybe I should try to go to I mean, obviously be on a much smaller scale. Um, mm-hmm. I think that one of the things I've seen people do the most is go to wineries during COVID because it is an opportunity to be socially distant. It's yes. not a crowded indoor space. Most people are outside. And the mm-hmm. winery that I was looking at, they're like, listen, you can even order like at the bars and stuff, mm-hmm. your foods and your, your charcuteries and things. Mm-hmm. And we will bring them to you on the vineyard and you can have like a picnic. I'm like, oh, there is nothing more distant than a picnic in the vineyard. So cute. Yes. A dream. Okay. I think that'll be great. Dream. So maybe I'll just do look with me and my fiance, like a friend or two. Oh my God. I, I can't wait. Already. Or, I can't maybe, wait to see the pictures. I still get a hat. Like obviously I'll still get a hat. And no and matter what you get a hat. Yes. Mm-hmm. So naturally we are at this winery with Dallas but things go down before and we're seeing, first of all, I didn't know DeAndre and Carrie were that close to be having this kind of like couple spats. Like yes, I was going to say like a lover's quarrel. Yes. 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 I didn't know they were that close, but they explained they were going on trunk shows and stuff together, which I guess makes sense. And mm-hmm. DeAndre is talking about there have been times that she's had to kind of white knuckle the wheel and hold her tongue are you a holding tongue friend when uh, someone's nagging you? Because I'm not. I'm a fusser. <laughs> you know, that's a good question. I feel like I used to be a holding tongue friend because I was really afraid of any sort of confrontation or boundary mm. making. Whereas now I have no problem fussing. I'm being like, hey, get off my nuts. Like, you're too much right now. Can you relax? Like, yeah, yeah. All I wanted to say to Carrie was, can you relax? Like you She was bugging the shit out of me. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. And, and, you know, hosting is hard and we know that. And, you know, what I really hate is when they run, whenever, like, they, Deandra is clearly not in the wrong here. And then mm-hmm. they run to the defensive. Oh, I have a job. I have a business. It gives me very Vicky Gumbelson. Yes. Yes. Don't love that. Where it's like, well, I can't just sit around and, and pour wine all day. It's like, if you think that's what hosting is, you haven't hosted, you're lucky you have enough money to get it catered and done yourself. It's a lot 100%, of hundred percent. So it's much work. It's a lot of work to organize the caterers, the vendors, the people, guests. It's a mm-hmm. lot. It's a lot for mm-hmm. five people to come over for dinner. Yes. I've never had a proper dinner party because the thought of that stresses me out. Like truly, like I always like want to be that like woman who has my friends over and has like a Nancy Myers type dinner party with like a roast chicken and like candles and like beautiful flowers. And I'm like, but that's so much work. And it's also a lot of money. It's expensive to be a good host. Yes, it is. And so it's for Brandy's birthday. I love that DeAndre's line of thinking was that she needed to throw a party for Brandy, not Stephanie, which was a shock to me. Um, <laughs> she needed to throw a party for Brandy because Brandy got all the girls together to buy her the necklace. Yes. Like a necklace. I forget where they were. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. I also have questions about the Brandy's head on the stick, like this Lord of the Flies style head on the stick that she was right. parading around. It was it Captain was too Brandy much. That yes. was a mannequin head with <laughs> a wig. Like it was just a wig mannequin from the beauty supply. It was crazy. There wasn't even a captain's head on it. Where is the <laughs> captain head? How is yeah. the Captain Brandy with no captain memorabilia, no paraphernalia of captainisms? That's a great question. It I don't buy it. Like and I just love that they put it like in Brandy's yard and all just stand <laughs> around for, around her and go, 
happy birthday and she's <laughs> as confused as I and we were all we said, what is that why is there a head it kind of looks like me just a red-headed wig yes there. <laughs> plopped on top of a mannequin head awesome but let's back up a little bit we start the episode with everyone being hungover as hell they're like mm-hmm. I kind of love that I love the idea of being at a particular age or out of drinking style. If mm-hmm. you don't have to be an age, you can just be out of drinking practice for mm-hmm. so long that the moment you start taking shots, the next day, your body is just like, bitch, this is not what we signed up for. I like felt the hangover tingles like up my spine just now thinking about like yes. those nights where you just rip shots and you wake up like, what? who in the holy hell did I think I was last night? Yeah, and they partied for that woman's 50th birthday. I mean, Carrie was getting sprayed with champagne in her bikini, which was fabulous, and she didn't even remember. Then that now that's the only thing I have an issue with is when you party so hard, everyone else has a better time than you. And yes, that's not fair. I want to be the best time haver. Yes, and same. The next day, I love getting together with the same people you just got together with, and so fun. Your hung, your hangover, and your drunkenness. I miss that so much. Oh, it is, Monty. Don't you miss like going to brunch with your friends like after a drunken night out, like a messy night out and then like recapping the night's events and then your friends when they like remind you like, and do you remember when you like got up on the stage and started dancing and you're like, oh my God, I I did start a (laughs) dance. Yeah, I did start dancing. When they show you videos and you're like, holy shit, that's me. (laughs) And it's just a video being like, I'm drunk. (laughs) You know, yeah. and I, but that's one of the things I love about housewives is because I, re, I miss, I love the girls trip. The reason we all get excited about the girls trips is because there's always, we hope that first night of doing the most, the drinking, mm-hmm. the partying, the mm-hmm. things that are only on video cell phone because they are drunk enough to fight and stuff. But then the producers leave and we forget they're still drunk. So they're yes. still partying, still yes. raging. And they have the videos from Instagram stories. And then the next day they all have to kind of rally for breakfast to film again. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, he's past the walk. He's- yes I honestly was like very impressed though I was like they all look great like I do not look that good after a night of drinking at all did I miss something maybe I did because Stephanie went to Cam's house and I just distinctly remember last year they having so many spats because Cam is judgy of Stephanie and yes. all these things. And this is very reminiscent to what happened on SLC a few, uh, probably episode one or two or two or three, where out, out of nowhere, Heather and Lisa were having lunch and discussing the previous night's events. And I'm like, if you're going to do these coerced meetings, mm-hmm. you need to give me some dialogue to how we got here. Because yes. I'm really just... I just have a hard time believing that even for the price of money or whatever, that they're just casually, hey girl, can, can you believe what happened last yes. night? Yes. Just last month, they were at each other's throats and they couldn't stand each other and they literally don't agree with the core of who the person is. That's so true. That's such like, a good point. How is Stephanie there and not with Brandy? And why is Carrie and DeAndre together if they're not into each other and Brandy's just randomly at DeAndre's house? Like maybe- Bravo is trying to separate Randy and Stephanie a little bit. 
Maybe because they kind of have a tendency to just, since they're like best friends, like gravitate towards each other. But I really can't imagine like anything I would rather do less when I'm wildly hungover than like go to the house of a woman I'm not getting along with to film. Like yeah. it's actually my nightmare. Hair, makeup, mic'd up. Yes. You no know, pre-meeting call times. And I think that's uh, something I get asked a lot, uh, asked about a lot also. And this is like a quick sidebar into why Marlo hasn't been a full-time peach yet. She will mm-hmm. tell you it's because the cast says no. I don't believe that that's really the case because even Candy has tried to film a reality TV show with Marlo on like mm-hmm. TV or something before. But I think mm-hmm. something people don't know that Camille Grammer has tweeted about and said before is that being the friend of is actually the best role you can be you pretty much get to pick whatever party you want to go to you get to just show up she's on the trip obviously Mm -hmm. and what people don't know and you know this is kind of I'm not a housewife so I don't know everything for it definitively but there's like call time that they have to be places they have to do stuff they film their interests sometimes more than once and then they go in and they're able to kind of be themselves but Mm -hmm. they're kind of a little bit more produced there's a little bit more strict rigidness because Mm -hmm. this is your job this is your responsibility to be here like you know you're filming at this place I think that's one of the things that kind of outed Lisa and Kyle's fight in the first episode of that season of Beverly Hills with Lucy Lucy yes that like you knew you were going to film at this store. That's what John Blizzard like, kept tweeting and Instagram was like, you knew we were going to be here. This is literally the email from the producers confirming time, location. Like mm-hmm. there is very production-like things happening to get yes. people to film. They have to be cleared for all these things. So someone like Marlo, she don't got to do any of that. They pretty much just tell her where it's going down. She show up, gets mic, it's cute, and she's on the trip. I was going to say, that's probably why she's, I was going to say, that's probably why she's always having a good time because she gets to do things on her terms. And listen, I, I have, since I was young, loved a scene stealer in a rom-com more than the actual lead of a rom-com, like the Judy Greers of, you know, the movie universe. Mm. And so friend ofs get to be that fun scene stealer who comes in and does great work with like low stakes, which is a dream. They have nothing to lose and everything, yes. to gain, you know, yes. gets to be invited to someone else's party and insult the host at the party and say that she's incredible a booty. It's great. I love it <laughs> so much. And I think that that's, it's, it's very important role. You have to kind of stir that pot and be mm-hmm. in there and be worth being there. And mm-hmm. Marla does, uh, she does the Lord's work while she's there. So it truly doesn't bother me that she's not a full-time peach because I she did um a challenge it's called the June bug challenge on TikTok which is basically like you doing like this very simple hand dance to this mm-hmm. rap song and you do it in various scenes of your home and an environment and establishments and all I kept seeing as she went through each area of her house and her driveway is this woman has money I don't yes. know who it is <laughs> I don't think we need to know whose it is because I think no. she won't tell us and I think that's okay she really wants to protect her money and I kind of get that because housewives is fleeting and money can be forever you know yes this wave as long as you can Marlo okay absolutely everything out of it and I say if anything if we really truly want Marlo on the show full time Bravo has to make her an offer that she cannot refuse and it has to exactly you will be here. Maybe you won't get paid as much because you really don't need to. But if you want the status of peach holder, as we've been calling for it, as you know, you deserve, 
Mm-hmm. You don't even talk about your money and you can, mm-hmm. your kids can be in it or out if whatever you want. Cause uh, we, she has this family now she's momty, but also we don't recognize these kids were, have been through trauma. Like if people watched last season, they're, they, they had to call their aunt to come and pick them up as their mom was basically getting like, like apprehended by police or like some kind of psychiatric situation. Jesus. Something was going on. I don't really remember, but it was like something psychiatric yeah. and they were old enough to know who to call, but young enough that this is damaging. Like this is going to impact them forever. And she kind of had to swoop in middle of the night and then taking custody. Now they have a whole new home. Like, I don't know if they need to film that. I think they no, tell that's Marlo, a lot. we'll give you more money and a consistent check and you just come and you be Marlo. Yes. Yeah. That's what we need. I think so. She's a great friend of, and you know, to pivot it back to Dallas, this other friend of, I don't even know her name. I don't even remember her name. And I've been told it multiple times. Who is this I, other redhead? In the, yes, I was going to say in the gauzy white dress. I don't yes. know. The one who was bad at stripping, like on the pole. Um, <laughs> she was just wiggling. Her shoulder shrugged. She was like, mm, It was a mm. shoulder and it was a shoulder. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, no. It's, choices were made. Bad ones. Bad choices were made. That's the thing. I'm not someone who would know how to work a pole, but I'm not going to pretend that I do. I'll just sit down and cheer on. Yes, I would just cheer on my friends working the pole. Um, I don't know her name either. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all are probably yelling it at me right now. So I'm going to find it before we stop recording. Yes. No one's like DMing like, who, you know who it is. You should do your job better. Why is she Google it? I think she should do her job better and then we'll remember her name. It's Jennifer. Jennifer. With an F or a PH? It's with an F. And her bio says official cast member of the House of Dallas. What? The thirst is real, Jennifer, with an F. And it literally says on here, housewife, and she did an interview with, the, the title is interview with the real housewife of Dallas and entrepreneur Jennifer Davis. You are not a real house. Did I miss something? Did I miss something? Oh, I, I guess I? she's in... Okay, she's in the red dress. <gasps> so she, have I just not seen Dallas taglines this whole time and didn't know who she was? No, I feel like she probably was like a Sutton or like she was teed up to maybe join the cast, but then for whatever reason didn't. Because Sutton didn't get a, on Beverly Hills, yes. she didn't get a diamond, right? She was supposed no. to and didn't. Yes, I do remember that. That's some bullshit. She needs a diamond. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's not in the tagline. So she doesn't have a tagline. So mm. she's not in it. I see Cam, check. Raise your hand if you're here. Cameron, present. Andrew present. <laughs> Brandy, present. <laughs> Tiffany, present. Carrie, here. Stephanie, here. That's it. So she's in the red dress, but she is not any longer at that status. And I kind of can see why yeah because I don't if you yeah you don't remember her I don't remember her but if you're a sober housewife it can be done but you gotta bring it yeah Marge is pretty much a sober housewife we saw Mm -hmm. her take one sip of rum and basically let it all hang out last season Mm -hmm. and it was like the end Candy Mm -hmm. is a predominantly sober housewife I think Mm -hmm. he takes her first drink that we've seen in a long time if ever this upcoming episode of Atlanta you mm-hmm. can be a sober housewife. Yes. You just can't 
you got to deliver it to something. And she wasn't memorable in the big party with Carrie. She isn't discussing the hangovers like that because she's like, well, I was hungover watching you guys. I'm like, why are you in the hangover chat? That's like, Mm -hmm. understand my pain right now, girl. You're not in solidarity. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I think like, yeah, I think to be a sober housewife, I agree. You have to bring it. And I think you still have to have like, the the quips and the sidewinders that you can throw in to add and like comment on situations even if you're not a part of like the drunken debauchery and but yes. I just don't Jennifer's not giving us that and I wish she would yeah, I wish she would too and she is the she was used as an agent for Carrie to la- launch an attack on Deandra when they pull up to the winery after an entire car ride of Carrie being like, why this? No tequila. The tequila's not chill. Which, girl, I've taken many a warm shot of tequila. It's not the end of the world. Like, it's really not. I, it's it's, not. I She's really, really annoying me. And listen, I love Carrie's daughter, Olivia. So, you know, <laughs> I, I appreciate Carrie for giving us Olivia. But Carrie on her own, I mean, I do feel like she just, like, bitches about everything. And she does it under the guise of, like, I'm just making a joke. And it's like, no, you're being rude. What joke? What comedic timing is it? I'd love to know who you train. Yes, exactly. Feel that way. Yeah, and I too to to get back to Olivia really quick. I loved her imitating her mom's accent. Yes, and see that though is different than what Brandy did. For anyone who's going to ask, I know Mm -hmm. we're we're above that here, Mm -hmm. but because a she's imitating her mother. Yes, but also she is part Mexican. This child. But also she is doing it based off of an actual, an actual um, persona that she, like she's imitating a persona who is also close to her. But yes. Brandy was just like going Asian. Yes, <laughs> exactly. As exactly. if Thai is an Asian, Vietnamese is an Asian, Filipino is an Asian, and everybody just has the same eyes that she assumes that they all have because someone asked her once and if anything girl you should pop if someone's really asking you if you are a particular kind of asian you probably should check them because yes. that seems like an issue yes what the fuck kind of question is that yeah, that's that's problematic as hell and just be yes. like oh, you, have, you have squinty eyes what does that even mean like yes you your eyes are more omened that's all you have to say to someone exactly like, i love your omened eyes they're beautiful exactly. i love the shape of your eyes Mm-hmm. They're really gorgeous. Now, what kind of mm-hmm. Asian are you? I and mean, then we don't turn that around into a joke. So just like Brandy, but Carrie, the worst part is this isn't even close to funny. And you have really no reason to do it. And it feels passive aggressive. This is directly attacking someone else. And, you know, I didn't really get it. She's like the, the chill tequila, this and that. You're not a good host. They pull up and then she uses this, this friend of, and she goes, she asked the, the, the other person who the host of the winery tour did you know that someone doesn't drink on our tour did Deandra Collins tell you that oh okay okay and I honestly felt bad for this winery host because they march in with a, a mannequin head with a wig yes. on a stick, which is, <laughs> she's you know, like, I did not sign up for this. Yes. I'm like, that's overwhelming in and of itself. You know, she woke up that day and she's like, all right, I'm going to be giving the housewives a tour on camera. Like, this is going to be a day, but like, I got this. Then they come in with the head on a stick. And then now they have to, she has to deal with, you know, Carrie being like, did, did they tell you that someone doesn't drink? And she's mm-hmm. like, Nope. And you can tell the woman's already over it. She's like, nope, yeah. no one told me that. Okay. 
also Carrie, if, if it was that serious to Jen, it's an easy fix. She can easily just, you know, not saying that she has to, it's not like a blind defense of DeAndre, but she could have easily just been like, is it okay if I swap out one of these for a sparkling cider? Do you have yes. a sparkling water or something like that? An apple juice. Like that's not that hard. It is still a winery. They might have some grape juice on the premises. Easy fix. They we might. saw we saw Lala go to a winery in Solvang like three seasons ago on Vanderpump <laughs> Rules, and she was fine. You know, on their private, on their little jet. Have you ever been there? Is that a place people go? Solvang. Mm-hmm. Or as Brittany <laughs> called it, Sovain, Sovain, California. Um, I haven't, but I really am dying to go because that's a little closer to LA. I think it's like an hour and a half away, um, maybe two. And it's supposed to be, yeah, sort of like a little, um, I believe like sort of like a Dutch style, small town in California in one country. It. I, yes. I would love to go to something like that. I love the cultural things. Yes. It's really fun. Um, so yeah, we're, we're at this winery and then they kind of sit down to have all their, you know, private wine tasting and charcuterie, charcuterie and uh. which it looked beautiful and Carrie instantly like they are wrecked. They're literally thinking, or they're commending Deandra for just setting it up. Cause I mean, yes. you can, people go to a winery. It is not included. The meat and cheeses are not included. She nope. at least knew to order a large one ahead mm-hmm. and be like, here you go. Mm-hmm. This one's better than Leanne at her wedding. I would have been mm-hmm. a little petty and said that. But Cameron's <laughs> like, this is a beautiful tray. One of the best I've ever seen. And Carrie just wants to make sure we know it is not because of Deanne. It's because of the place. And it has nothing to do with her. Uh, it's like, did you, well, like, wh- Carrie, do you know how wineries work? Like, would you really expect Deandra to come early and just like know how to make a stunning charcuterie platter that like goes dro- across? Dro- driven. Yes. And it covers the entire table. I mean, like, I'm just like, listen, being a charcuterie artisan is a skill. And I don't expect that of my friends. I will be, I'm plenty happy if my friends just make the call and book the things and then I just show up. That's enough for me. Yes. It's a board of meat and cheese. Yes. And I like to eat those meats and cheeses. Me too. So I'm cool with whomever's giving me the meat and cheese board and the little honey (laughs) stick. I love that little honey stick. That's Uh, my favorite part. Yes. I love it on the little pickles. It's so good. Delicious. Um, (laughs) I'm Uh, so hungry. I'm fasting. This is not good. Um, But it gave me a vibe. And I wanted to kind of take you back a little bit and draw you a comparison to, Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly what trip it was. I should have looked it up. I'm sorry, people. It comes to my head. Ramona and Bethany weren't in a good place. And Bethany Mm -hmm. is organizing this trip for everyone. And everyone comes and everyone's like, thanks, Bethany, for, you know, because they they let you kind of have some agency and look at things. And Ramona's like, why are you thanking Bethany? It's a group trip. It's a group trip. She didn't do anything. It's a group trip. And I'm like, she just kept saying group trip. So yes, we know that you're all required to be there for filming purposes and everything Mm -hmm. like that, minus SLC, but we can get into that another day. But Mm -hmm. overall, Bethany at least found the villa or something. Yes, yes. Was this when they went to Mexico? Because they were like looking at, it was the tequila tasting. Yes. Yes. Yes, which mind you, they were going under the quote unquote guise of Bethany doing market research for her brand. Mm-hmm. It's a group trip, but I love it when they repurpose it with, I have some business. I need to business go to do. And, <laughs> I need to go to to France to look at perfumes for La Dame. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you don't. 
there are plenty of perfumeries in the United States. Y'all simply just need to go out of town. And that's fine. We love that. We love to see it. Yeah. (laughs) But it gave me, do you see the comparison? Yes. It gave me Ramona vibes of like, I'm taking it. This is nothing to do with this person. Please stop acting like it's this person. And that they're just like this great host because Mm -hmm. I am not in a good place with them. Yes. I believe, and I could be wrong here, but I believe Bethany's response was, Hey, I have a question. Why are you such an asshole? Like she just uh-uh. straight up asked Ramona why she was an asshole. And I was like, you Reasons know, we like New York. Yes. I was like, you know, that's a great question. I, I would love to just respond to someone someday like that being like, Hey, question. Why are you an asshole? Yeah. That's a really good question. People should probably ask that more of the people around them, <laughs> yeah. um, especially these days, but yeah. they do confront each other a little bit. And Deandra and Carrie kind of start going at it a bit. And Deandra's like, listen, I have a business. And Cameron's like, we all have businesses. And I'm like, girl, I check in on Sparkle Dog Food. And yes. And I see no, no updates. No updates None. on your pink dog food. I also love Deandra doing like anxiously doing her makeup, like her entire face while yelling at Carrie. I thought it was hilarious. What's so funny is that was the most quintessential Dallas thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes. As I've said before, and if you're new to the show, you're new to this, but I did live in Dallas as a young person during middle school years. And one thing that I knew for certain is that those women know how to be and stay made up. It's very much a part of the culture there. I used to see many a juicy velour sweatsuit through the very fancy grocery store with the full face teased hair blonde highlights it was like a uniform and I was like these people are pretty like I once had a party um like a a birthday party with my friends at a hotel because I felt like I needed to I also I needed to one-up something because everything was so lavish and beautiful there Mm -hmm. and I had a, a hotel party with my friends and one of the girls had to leave early the next morning to go to softball practice and she got up to do her makeup before softball practice. What? This was commonplace. I mean, she was made up every day. This is the seventh grade. And she had a full face of makeup on every day. This is like pre-contouring being a big deal. But we're talking full foundation, everything. In the fifth grade, I went to a sleepover at a girl's house with like 10 to 15 other girls. Her mom had a Mary Kay lady come. (gasps) Her teachers to apply makeup. Oh my God. I, I swear to you, like, this is real life. She was like, but you guys aren't wearing like full face makeup yet. Just like a little bit of light makeup. I'm like, what is light makeup? I don't, and I was dancing competitively. So I knew what makeup was, Yes. but for the, under the show lights, I'm packing it on. Not yes. going to school in my school uniform with my Hello Kitty backpack. Okay. That's like, wild. What? And I remember she got up to do her face at 7 a.m. And I, and she went and then this is the seventh grade. So I've, I've, I've seen very many like moms teach them how to get their makeup done, take them to the store to get their makeup done or teach them how to do it, which I commend you for learning how to do it the right way early because when you get older and you don't know and you just start packing it on because of the YouTubers, but then you don't see their cleansing process after. That's yes. how you come up with really bad pores and you get very mad at yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Deandra <laughs> just being like, you know what, if I'm going to fight, I'm going to look cute doing it. Yes. It is reapply time. I can multitask. I don't even engage. I can just simply do this and still own you, girl. Yes. Set that powder. She was like going under the chin. (laughs) She was doing the lip gloss. And I was like, you know what? I get it. There's like nothing worse than being in a fight when you don't feel like you look cute. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Because if you lose, then you lose. And you also don't look cute on top of losing. And that's just a bad feeling all around. And if you lose and are cute, at least you came out of this the cuter of the yeah. two. And <laughs> if you win, you won probably because you felt better that you were cute. Exactly. I, I agree. I think if you, yeah, if you look cute, then you feel more confident and thus you're more able yep. to fight the battle. Thousand percent. So Carrie's just reaming on Deandra for no reason. We really, it's like they just kind of fell out and we don't really get to see the fallout. We're just seeing kind of the remnants of mm -hmm. the fuse like being lit and how they're kind of over each other with mm -hmm. the trunk shows and everything and how Carrie can be very, I'd love for Cameron to define Carrie as bossy, um, but yes, can be very controlling. Yes. Um, and is inserting. She's inserting herself in places that it doesn't belong. I'm like, if you wanted to throw this party for Brandy so bad, go ahead. Yeah. Do it. Like, exactly. What? You can I, make sure that the tequila is chilled. You can go make the charcuterie board yourself. Like, if you know how to do everything so well, fucking do it then. Girl. Yeah. Also, if I'm a terrible host, don't come to my party. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. You don't need to be here. How about that? How don't about come. that, Carrie? She really bugs the shit out of me. I can't, like, I can't. And this is one of the main reasons why I was like, it's so crazy that people don't see Leanne's attacks of Carrie last year for what it was, which is racist, because it's like there were so many things to come at Carrie about. Yes. Her nationality was not it. And I don't again, even... she had to reiterate her nationality, her ethnic like background, because it's the only thing that separated them two from yes. white woman to white woman, like in a room. Carrie is actually probably a little bit lighter than Leanne, the way she's tanning that body and bronzing that face. Yes. So like they're both two white women, white presenting, white skinned mm -hmm. women, both annoying as shit. So the only <laughs> thing Leanne could use to differentiate was her nationality. But I'm like, girl, you would never have even been fired and called a racist if you just kept it in and went after every thing else there were so many things rust and ban against carrie for it and yes. you forced people to side with this woman because she didn't sign up for that she yes. signed up to be ridiculed for her being obnoxious and rich or coming on to get divorced and all those other things not mm -hmm. to be ridiculed for something she can't change she can change her attitude we can yell at that all day a thousand percent crazy leanne you just housewife so wrong man like you just, oh my gosh oh, we should be coaches housewife coaches how to housewife. Yes. Oh my gosh. One-on-one -on -one coaching. You yes. can charge a lot for that. Yeah, you actually could. I, I think I actually know some people, and I'll tell you all there, who actually do do that, who are Oh my gosh. Hired. You know that- Yeah. You know that also a lot of these housewives at some point start hiring writers to like write their witty little quips, like because not yes. everyone is just like a Bethany Frankel who can like pull one liners out of their ass like that. Really does too. And yeah. we kind of see the over dramatized situation when it, in next week's premiere or preview, we see Deandra like have her face showed up and is yelling about it. Mm -hmm. And then like closes it and it doesn't work and she's like trying to <laughs> dramatically storm off and I am like thank you COVID for making everything dramatic a little bit more absurd or ridiculous yes yes it. oh my gosh seeing these women navigate the face shields and the face masks is is hilarious it's the gift that keeps on giving I have said before like I because we're still in COVID the COVID content does like irritate me a little like I miss it just mm -hmm. being normal and aspirational um but it is 
it gives us so much comedy just inherently because we're all, none of us know what the fuck we're doing. We're all trying to navigate this pandemic the best we can. Right. We're all trying people to come through our back door instead of our front door because that somehow <laughs> is going to stop the COVID germs from occurring. But you don't know what's so super sad. And this is probably like where, you know, we kind of get off with Dallas is that Deandra was very concerned about this virus and she got it. And I, that made me sad. And I'm like, oh damn, because she was like really afraid of getting it and afraid yeah. of, you know, and, and Brandy kind of scoffed at it when she was like, girl, I can't come in your front door. Yes. No, girl, we're all making differences. We're all changing the way things go. Okay. That's just the way it is. We're going to so even socially distance friends in the backyard by the pool, like 10 feet apart. We're doing things different. We're not hugging. We're not going through the house with our germs and stuff. We're trying to protect as many spaces as possible. We're still wearing a mask or a facial while outside, like just so yes. the air, if they have to catch it, it goes somewhere else. Like yes. we're doing different things and bring it's like, I've been through this. That's like four or five times. First of all, girl, you remember how many times I think it's been up your nose. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What for me it was three. <laughs> yep. This is I'm on my third, but it's also I've only had three because I, I don't go anywhere. Yeah. I'm robe right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I know. I no, I so agree. And I think I also, um, at that lunch that, uh, Tiffany had with all of them, it was like, they were making fun of Deandra for being like, I don't want to be near COVID girl. Like, why do I have to, you know, why do I have to sit next to her and making all these jokes and, and Deandra was really, really nervous about it. And I just, yeah, I think everyone has different boundaries with this and pandemic and she's also protecting her friend who is a doctor and treats people. Yes. And, and, and imagine she gets it from the girls and not the hospital. That should really tell you something about these practices. And yep. I think that was one of the, the reasons people were really concerned about even watching Dallas is because of how callously they were kind of handling this. Yep. It yep. felt a little too um, flippant. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, it doesn't get very much better with how Atlanta <laughs> looks either. Oh, it's the wedding plans. The, the wedding plans are stressing me out so much. I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Cynthia's just not worth it. And what's worse is that she keeps saying as if it's some major, like, hardship major downgrade that she has to have the whole thing outside yes yep, we're just gonna do it outside which newsflash didn't happen it all was inside the house it was in the governor's country club or whatever fully indoors so stressful also yeah outdoor weddings are lovely you know I hearkening back to the Bubba's wedding in the woods I thought that was a beautiful wedding you know there's I a lot of things it. you can do outside yeah I really wanted an I really wanted an outdoor wedding in, mm -hmm. in November unfortunately the venue that we picked is not you know they it's already booked and mm -hmm. now some people are like girl you're planning your wedding already like you have until 2022 yeah honey three of the places that I already looked at are booked Oh my gosh. I'm sure that so many venues are like backlogged because of all the weddings that got pushed in 2020. So like, yeah. And so good on like, you. you know what? We're going to have an even bigger party or we're going to do it even bigger. Or we're going to just mm -hmm. take two years and they're pushing it as further back as they possibly can. So they're like, by then we absolutely should have at least this down to a science, if not completely mm -hmm. eradicated, hopefully one oh or gosh. the other. So I, I mean, yeah. I get it, but like the place that I, that we even up deciding as a couple, we don't even, I don't even get it the exact way that I wanted it. 
because mm-hmm. it's already booked and it's fine. Uh, Whatever. But it's going to be lovely. I can't wait. Yeah, it's still going to be fantastic. So, I mean, it, all it matters is that she's there. I don't really care about anything else. And that should yes. be the attitude of Cynthia. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, Her fiance's name. What is his name? Mike? Mike? Mm-hmm. Yes. When Mike was like, hey, can this just be about like you being excited to marry me? And she was like, well, yeah, I was I really like, felt for him. Can we just go get the license and just be chill and love each other? Maybe yes. house and we can have a big party when this is over. But like, if you want to yes. make sure the date is the date, we can just get married on that date. I mean, exactly. if Kenya Moore is making sense and being rational, you really need to check yourself. She was like, girl, you Listen. live on a lake. Why don't you go to Lake Bailey, set up a tent, have like 10 people and it's like a wedding. And then lovely. Absolutely lovely. lovely. Yes. No. She's like, no. And I'm like, girl, if Kenya's making sense, but where we lose Kenya mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. in the room of absurdity mm-hmm. is when she's sitting down and having brunch with uh, Latoya, her new eye candy. And before we really even get into that, I want to yes. ask you, what do you think is happening there? A few theories have swarmed around. If you don't mind, I'm going to tell you what I've heard and you help yes. me decide which one you think is. Oh, okay. I'm excited. So I've heard, yes, there is something a brewing with the two of them and they do you know have like there's some chemistry there which Mm -hmm. go off girl I've also Mm -hmm. heard that it's a ploy of Latoya flirting with her and trying to get on the show full time and I could see it as well Mm -hmm. however Mm -hmm. now this one piques my interest the most and I think could be it there was the part of the episode where Portia had her, you know, the Black Lives Matter surprise party for her, mm-hmm. you know, her sister through, mm-hmm. where Cynthia and Candy talk about in their confessionals how they feel old around these new young girls. Mm-hmm. And this theory is Latoya will likely get a peach next season. And Kenya is trying to hold on to her because they will not let go of a woman who is has a thing like a little romance or something brewing fresh out of a divorce with another woman on the cast. They never oh. had a lesbian outside or anything like that. Braun was mm-hmm. the very first one in 2020. So that's wild. Kenya is trying to kind of, she's fueling this fire of like some flirtation at least to kind of solidify her spot in case they decide to wipe out half the cast and go young. I think it really could be Cynthia and Candy that end up being demoted, if not aspect at all. And we get a Drew, a Fallon, a Latoya. That is a Portia, the under 40 crew. Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, that's the theory I'm going to choose to believe because I feel like I definitely feel a flirtation between the two of them. Latoya irritates me but she is undeniably gorgeous so like I get it um and I man I mean I could totally see it going that way but also how are you going to demote Candy when she's like the number one most followed person on Bravo yeah it's it's honestly it's also because again Candy transcends so many you know so many different types of platforms. And it's one of the reasons yeah. why I always say that, you know, Atlanta is the most watched of and, and highest rated for years and years and years, even when they mm-hmm. get dethroned every once in a while, still mm-hmm. consistently they get the they get the numbers because 
they're not just Bravo. They bring in culture. They bring in specifically my culture, black culture. They are covered on the shade room. They're covered on the other like black, more, you know, urban um, blog sites and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, because we truly know these women and Candy is, she's music royalty. Yes. If you like a a TLC, which most people do. Hello. You will hear a song probably written by Candy Barres. Yes. If you like an Ed Sheeran. You will hear a song written by Candy Barres. Yes. If you like an Ariana Grande, you will hear a song sampled by one Candy Barres. I never forget that flex when she posted that, um, like the license got cleared for Ariana Grande to use a part of her song or something. Not, I don't think from a skip, but from some other song that she wrote for someone else. I'm like, the girl's hands are yes. in the pots, hunty. Yeah. But does she even need this anymore? Like, Candy I don't really think she even does. Housewives, we still love her, but she's not it for housewife purposes. What is she doing for you? That's a good question. I do think like, and we run into this with all the franchises, I think is like when a housewife is like too normal and like level-headed, mm. <laughs> you're like, what are you bringing to the table? And like Candy is obviously like, I love her. She gives us like aspirational vibes. She has a beautiful family. Like I, I love her, but she's not like, in the center of the drama the way a lot of the other women are yes I agree I just think that especially with the way Cynthia is going down now her whole storyline being what makes her one of the most hated housewives in history (laughs) like yeah it's not great for business and I think Kenya is solidifying her spot with Latoya and it's not necessarily the wrong strategy Kenya's always been smart I, I will give her that. Yeah, She's yeah. always known how to keep a conversation going, whether you like that conversation or not. She knows how to be mm-hmm. at the center of every conversation. So she's sitting mm-hmm. down with brunch with Latoya. She's trying to lose weight, but she wants chicken and waffles. Relatable? Honestly, yes. I would have fucking got the chicken and waffles and the veggie scramble. How about that? I I want them both right now. Yeah. Like, how about that? First of all, <sighs> Latoya telling me what to eat at brunch. I'm sad. This is no longer brunch. This is now like routine, like boot camp or something. Yes. Good food and having a good kiki with my girl with mimosas. Uh, Chicken and waffles and mimosas and gossiping with my friends. It's like literally all I want. I don't want like an egg white scramble. Like I don't. (laughs) That really did make me sad. And then King was like, oh, I want the fried green tomatoes and I want the waffles. And give give her the food. Come I like on. The housewife eat. I never get this. I at least love that on Atlanta because they want a snack. They like it. Yes. And you know, one thing I don't love the men of Atlanta. I always say the bar is in hell. on the floor. However, I love the emphasis of watching like Todd watch Candy Pack for this trip. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how she's getting thick and he likes it. The amount of how much these men at least like the women thick, I'm like, hallelujah, because we need to let, we need to encourage, yes. normalize eating all Bravo. <laughs> yeah, agreed. That's part of why, like, watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, anytime they're like at lunch, I'm just like yawning because I'm like, you're just like poking at some ahi tuna and I'm not interested. And someone gave me this theory before that on Beverly Hills, they always announce the food they're not going to eat. They yell it out loud. They go, there's lasagna. There's tacos. Won't eat it. Yeah, it was a really good one bite. They will yell it. They'll yell it out first what they're not going to eat. And it's so stressful. Oh, that's so dark side. First of all, give me some lasagna and I'm fucking it up. Like we are having that fan are eating together. You might as well get you another one because it's my lasagna. (laughs) 
my yeah. roommate and my best friend who's gonna be my maid of honor she's italian and the mm-hmm. one she doesn't know how to cook anything else but sauce sauce <gasps> and pasta that's it because she grew up sauce and pasta and like the meat accompaniments like you knows mm-hmm. how to make a good meatball things like that mm-hmm. but i teach her how to cook almost everything else but she made me a lasagna when we drove back from maryland to georgia to be here and it was the first thing I put in my mouth after a 13 hour drive. Oh my God. Because of stops and everything. It takes 10 hours to get there, but it was like all the stops and everything. And I, I had three slices. There was I would like too. seven in the pan. I see you might as well just made two. You could have just made two pans. Oh, it sounds delicious. It's so freaking good. And I just love that at least on Atlanta, they do recognize that eating is essential. They'll talk and eat. Like the first episode, Kenya was talking shit to Cynthia in the kitchen about like Drew or something with food in her mouth. And I was like, this is it. This is it. This is real people shit. This is why we love them. Because I will talk shit with food in my mouth to my BFF. Absolutely. Same. We will be away from the rest of the group going, did you see what she said? Oh, you know she was almost not going to come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> chomp, chomp. Mm-hmm. Yes. I saw that. That's exactly what I like. And I love that at least yes. the men are like, listen, thick thighs and all, girl, eat that food. We cool with that. Yes. Private chefs galore. They keep having private chefs. I love it. Oh, uh, I love it. And at this private chef dinner party, and I would love to know your thoughts on if, if this is rude or not. Mm-hmm. Drew tries to bait Kenya. And I was like, Drew, I think you're, I think you're gaining me, girl. I, th- I think you're winning yes! She tries to bait Kenya into admitting what she admitted on the phone, but asked Drew not to tell the other ladies, which is that her and Latoya and her nanny and her daughter will be going ahead on a private jet. And the only, mm-hmm. she's going to cut costs on not inviting the other women because that's when you get into your 50,000. So it's better to spend what, 15, 20? I don't know, but that's where you decide to get cheap. And so is it rude Mm -hmm. to not invite your other friends on a private jet? Absolutely. (laughs) Private jets. You're planning for them. Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like for like TV purposes, I loved the cutting back and forth to all the women on the bus being like, where's the air conditioner? It's so hot. Like, uh, like miserable and gossiping. I thought was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I was like, Kenya, that's so rude. And I love Drew for calling it out. She was like, girl, what are we, how are you getting there? Ahead? Yeah. <laughs> I have a jet. And they were all like private jet. And it's so crazy because she's throwing this trip for Cynthia and Cynthia wasn't invited. You're right. That's so fucked up. I mean, I think it was just supposed to be also like a girl's trip. because It's not like her official trip, but it's like her and Latoya. Who, why is she hosting? We don't know. But you're hosting, but you're going ahead to make sure that the Airbnb is ready when it's already ready. But also Come on. at the very least, if it's not Cynthia's trip, it's, it's your BFF. So that's the thing she loves she loves like touting around her friendship with Cynthia and how like Cynthia and her are so close and like Cynthia's had her back this entire season Mm -hmm. and now she doesn't invite her on the private jet and also we'll get yes the PJ of it all and we'll get there I'm sure shortly but like the fact that she didn't tell anyone that she was bringing her daughter and then (gasps) they all have babies right now that made me so sad and it made me kind of I mean, obviously, as a housewife viewer, mm-hmm. we don't want to watch a bunch of babies on Housewives. Yes. But also, as a just a person who loves babies and is like feeling like that family vibe now, yes. I'm like, I kind of would love to see like a, a, a giant play date of babies. 
I know. Oh, like an episode of Rugrats. the beach and like all of them yes. bring them. But did it give you the vibe of Wendy versus Ashley on Potomac? I kind of think that that might have vindicated Wendy a little bit. Do you think like when Wendy like came at Ashley, it wasn't really her fault, but she really didn't know who to yell at. Yes. Because she can't yell at producers who are like, girl, you don't have enough clout to be asking for shit. And she probably didn't mm-hmm. think she could ask for shit. And she yeah. really couldn't yell at Monique because she's the host. But everyone's like, Portia's like, well, I got clout and, you know, I'm a longevity person. Why couldn't bring my baby? Yes. I this morning because of it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure. I mean, like, I yeah, I completely understand. Yeah, I understood why Wendy was upset on Potomac, too. Like, I would want to bring my baby. Absolutely. And I think it even begs the better question, is Kenya, is it okay that she brought hers and didn't tell the other woman that she was at least bringing hers? I think she could have at least owed them the explanation of why she was bringing Brooklyn. Because it does make sense. If she's never spent time with her dad overnight, which is, Mm -hmm. that is problematic. Not that she, she needs to spend time with her like that, which he does, but it's more so problematic that how dare, he better not even think about blinking in the in the realm of custody if he's never even spent a night alone I with can't. his own child who is a toddler now almost so mm-hmm. no it's a hard no for me girl um but like she doesn't have any help but she does have a nanny mm-hmm. couldn't the nanny have stayed behind unclear and take care of the baby yeah okay so (laughs) it's not it doesn't feel fair because they're all new moms they all have newer babies they all have small 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 humans who Mm -hmm. really 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 are at the stage where they rely on their mom and their parents and consistency for Mm -hmm. everything it's not like Mm -hmm. a conversation you can have with a three-year-old and go mommy is going away and they'll be back like they get sad and stuff but like they know how to pick up a spoon you know what I mean whereas Blaze does not Yes. yes, we are feeding you spoon feeding. You know, mm-hmm. like PJ is already back and forth. If they can minimize that, you know, we do see Portia getting ready and she's arranging a long ass schedule for make sure that this baby is like comfortable going from daddy yeah. to grandma to other grandma to daddy to school. It's like that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I agree with you. I think at the bare minimum, Kenya should have given them like an explanation as to why she was bringing Brooklyn along. Um, because because it's like, how did you think this was going to go? Like you all get to the Airbnb and it's like, Oh, here's my kid and my nanny. Like, of course, with all these other new moms, like Mm -hmm. I'm, of course they're going to be upset. Yeah. We all got nannies Yeah, and babies. We could easily have just had like another little house like for them to be yes to be comfortable with the babies get a little, maybe even an extra room like a little nursery or something right we can make that happen especially since we're taking a sprinter van yes we could put the we could put the the, the pack and play and the baby. yeah the pack and play in the back <laughs> yeah. okay so they go ahead to really assign rooms now this made me laugh because rooms are always the greatest point of contention of any house <laughs> trip I yes. love it when Ramona and Sonia, like I can't stand Ramona, but my favorite thing about her is that they run around and they just start going, this is it. We want this room. And it's, I think because there's two of them, they should get the better room. So juvenile. Like Ramona's always like, well, you know, <laughs> we have to have the bathtub, okay? And we have to have the two sinks. And it's like, why do you have to have the two sinks in the bathtub? Why doesn't anyone else get the bathtub? Like the entitlement Nobody. shines so brightly 
when it comes to housewives, like yes. choosing rooms on vacation. Yes. And they give Marlo the dungeon room. This is like the third time that this has happened when they just try to get from cell block room A. Yes. You know, and all the other rooms are gorgeous. This is a gorgeous house. So really it didn't even matter, but she's like, we're just going to like limit the drama. No, honey, the drama is the fact that they had to be on a hot ass sprinter van going to South Carolina, mm-hmm. which I've done that trip more than once driving home to Maryland. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a considerable amount of hours. It's a yeah. How many would you say? I would say, uh, I forget what part of because they're on the, they're on an Island. So they went like to South Carolina and then like east like they had Mm -hmm. to go over to the ocean so it packed packed on a couple more hours but it's at least three i want to say if not four it's it's quite a few because it takes me six to get to north carolina and i can Mm -hmm. get from south carolina to north carolina a lot quicker especially from georgia and they live further than i do a lot of them live out outskirts of Mm -hmm. the suburbs and stuff so to get to South Carolina, they're at least in that. If I have to be in a car in the heat in the dead of summer for longer than 45 minutes without air no. conditioning, I'm already cranky. So even if it was only an hour, oh my gosh, air conditioning. Yes. And yeah, you're with like, how many of them were on the Sprinter? Like six, we seven? Tanya, we had Portia, Candy, Marlo, Cynthia, Drew. So that's six. Yeah. I think that's everyone. And also I have to say their glam held up. They looked gorgeous, gorgeous in that heat. I was like, wow, I would not look that pretty if I were sweating my ass off on a bus with like five other women. Yeah. Especially Marlo in her sperm costume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Her hazmat suit. Her hazmat suit. I love a good hazmat suit, honey. I had one the one time I had to get on the plane. Yeah, didn't you wear it on the plane? I had it. Yes, I did. And my mask and my facial and gloves. I'm like, it won't be me. And guess what? You didn't get me. sick. It worked. Nope, sure didn't. It will yep. not be me. Granted, I also pad my immune system. Like, I ha- I mean, I have to because I have an autoimmune disease. Yeah. So I'm taking the elderberry shot. My roommate also makes elderberry syrup, which <gasps> is highly recommendable. That's amazing. Literally, she puts like probiotics in it honey apple cider vinegar lemon ginger real elderberry she like will cook and roast the elderberries oh my god she makes a potion so good it's sweet because of the honey and the elderberry so i put oh. it in my tea and oh. she's like well go ahead and get you some ginger tea or some green tea i do both great for immune system honey i'm not out here getting sick and georgia is wild so i am oh. not getting sick it's not me it's not me so oh my God, can I your roommate make an that. Etsy store with that? With could she bottle that up? Because yeah, I want I some. <laughs> have told her that she needs to do that um, because she just sells it through DMs right now, and it's like for a big jar, it's like twelve bucks. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm sliding into your your friend's. Yeah, DMs. I will absolutely it's send happen. it to you. Oh, thank you. She, she's gonna send some out like next week. She has like people really do order it. They really love it. There's not even a, an, an ad. She's not adding, paying me to add. I'm just saying it's really great for tea, and it's she oh. takes it as shots. She recommends people take it like as a shot and it's mm-hmm. so much better than taking like apple cider vinegar straight as a yes. shot because it has it in it girl so you're already covered you're all, it's already in that for you and I'm like yeah I'm I'm like Marlo so I do both I've had mm-hmm. the immune system but I'm also not playing with you hoes and I absolutely will spray you in the face with life so I will spray you in yes. the face six and feet away please Marlo was up on their bus like oh we're wiping it down we're wiping yes. I'm not even playing with y'all and I said me Marlo is me 
Yes. Listen, you can't be too careful. Truly. Can't. I take my sanitizer. I have the spray kind and like, I'll go to the store and I'll like wipe down the handle and then I'll like spray it again just for fun. And then I'll spray my hand. Like I'll just sanitize everything. Yeah. Why not? You know? And so uh, according to the Google maps, the mm-hmm. South Car- where they are going in South Carolina, you are looking at a, a, a crisp four hours. Okay, yeah, that's a long time. To be not a hot bus in air conditioning. Oh, girl. Isle of Palms, South Carolina is where they went. And specifically, Google says in order to get there, you need air conditioning for that five hour and 10 minute drive. You got me. <laughs> and and Portia was so adamantly, this is not a joke. You need to turn on the air. Yes. Dang. I would be the same way. Like, what the fuck is going on? They're melting. Literally, their makeup is melting. They would have to be like DeAndre and just pat that face. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. Set, <laughs> use that setting powder and just set it all down. So it did look fun. The trip looks like it's going to be a good time. I'm very excited about it. I thought the entire episode was fantastic. Mm-hmm. They are arrived hot and ready to fight Kenya for yes. on that con- air conditioned plane. And I love a nice round up housewife group when they've all kind yes. of each other on like, well, so where is Kenya? Oh, she on a plane, a plane. Yeah. She's going yes. to have to tell y'all, wait, what? I'm sorry. She's on a plane. And I love that Candy said at Drew's dinner. Oh, you rich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the richest girl at the table. She's yes. like, what's it like to have money? Tell me girl. <laughs> Oh, spending money on planes. What's that like? Tell me. I loved <laughs> it. <laughs> so good. The shade of it all. If I'm ever a millionaire, that exactly will be me as well. Yes. Oh my gosh. And to backtrack a little bit as we wrap up on Atlanta, back to Drew's dinner party. I love that it was keeping it all in the family, having a cousin mm-hmm. <laughs> do the dinner. They give you a best discount. So we appreciate yes. that. Love. Also, it's great publicity for this cousin that's helping Amazing. Black-owned business. We support. We love that. Win-win. So they have their dinner and they're outside. They have like their, you know, mosquito net thing happening. They're talking. And I love that Drew informs Kenya that she came looking basic. That was great. Mm -hmm. I love that Portia informs Drew like, hey, listen, Latoya's out here talking about you and these wigs, which I must say, this was not my favorite wig. I did not really like it, even though her husband seemed to love it. Did you like the wig? Um... I'm allowed to comment on this as a white lady. Yes. Okay. I wasn't a big fan of that wig, but I will say I haven't, Latoya has been talking so much shit on her wigs and I haven't like noticed anything with them. Like I haven't had a problem with most of them. It's mainly because Latoya is a YouTuber. Like she's this, this is like her realm. So she's a girl and she's pretty big. Yes. And mm-hmm. I love that you asked if you're allowed to comment on a white lady. So yes, people who are listening, you are allowed to comment on general aesthetics. Where it gets off is when things are like, a, it's a mistake that even you could not make. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like wig glue is wig glue. We all will need it to put on a wig. Where mm-hmm. it gets murky is when you comment on the texture of uh. that hair. You know, things like that. The color. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's her coat because it's not natural. <laughs> Yes. Every blonde in Hollywood is not a natural blonde, boo. Okay. I'm not a natural blonde. We're all allowed to experiment with our colors. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hair's fun. Professional is jet black. And this party, she is a nice shade of red. And I'm like, whoa, you are 
one of the prettiest people I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I loved that it. red. It was it looks, gorgeous. She was good in everything. It doesn't it's, make sense. I know. It's like Britney in the toxic video, how she has like every hair color under the sun yes. and looks good with all of them. I'm uh, like, I loved that red. Yes. So y'all stay away from, you know, texture conversations because that is something mm-hmm. that is exclusive to Drew. She was trying to wear a more natural wig. And sometimes we'll do that because our own natural hair needs a break. Most times mm-hmm. for us, especially wigs and weaves, are, if you don't already know this, are purely for protective styles. You braid it up Mm -hmm. so your hair can literally not be stressed because doing it every day, the texture, like the the tight, tight curls or like Mm -hmm. the waves of our hair, blowing that out, stressing that out, constantly washing it, putting product, that is a lot. And the little curls, they get really stressed and they're like, girl, we don't want to do this no more. Mm. And for us, sometimes when we try to go back and be natural again and wear our curly hair, those pieces that we have stressed constantly with blowing it out all, you know, for everything that we think we need to blow it out for, Mm -hmm. they get straight, they stay straight, like no matter what Mm. we do and we can't get that texture back into them. So sometimes we'll braid it up put a little wig cap on, little wig, and then be like, this is the natural look that I like. Yes. But it's also, maybe it's also the volume that I don't have right now. Like, mm-hmm. without having to put a bunch of shit in it that we can't just wash out, it'll simply mm-hmm. just seep in to our hair and really change the game. And we don't know mm-hmm. how to deal with that after one style. So I didn't like the 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 length of it. It was that for me. And I didn't like the fact that it was, um, because of how long it was, it had to be basically tied back. I think it would have mm-hmm. looked great if it was a little bit shorter and around her face, like actually framed yes. it. Because yes. otherwise it looked a, a bit bunchy on the top for me and it made her makeup like stand out way more because whenever you pull your hair back, your face is the center point. It is the mm-hmm. only point of focus. That gave me a little bit of pause. But I love that she went down swinging and she was like, well, if you're going to come for my looks, I'm coming for everybody else's. Listen, Kenya comes the way she comes. Yes. And that's cute. Good for you. <laughs> yes. Like, Oh, get him because Latoya wasn't there and she had a place set for Latoya, which I did think was really nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I really like Drew. I okay. really enjoy, I'm really enjoying her. And Me I mean, too. listen, I, I don't, I don't like her marriage. That is very dark sided. I want more mm. for her. What's his Even name? Ralph? This episode. Because okay. did you notice that he was going above and beyond? He was that, okay. So it kind of made me do a double take. Cause I was like, wait a minute, Ralph, like you're, I like you this week. It was like a big plot twist for me. So I hope that like things continue to improve, but those early episodes, I mean, when he went to Tampa for three days and we didn't even mm. know, we didn't even know where he was. And then he kind of gaslit her. I was like, I don't know. No, so, yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah. But I hope things continue on the up and up for them because I agree. This was a good week for him. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely have not changed my opinion. I think he's still kind of trash. I was just trying to see, where you, <laughs> you know, where you feel on that. Because that's what we do here. We like to interview and ask questions. Yes. I just noticed he was going above and beyond. He was helping with the dinner party. Mm-hmm. He was ushering the ladies in. Like, no one was catching the door quite so quick. People were just, like, outside banging and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to usher the party through and really make mm-hmm. it special for his wife's first event at her home as a full-time cast member which yep. gave me you know pause to be like okay well that's nice that you decided to show up in your marriage <laughs> and support your spouse I'm not giving yes. you cookies for that though yeah that's fair like the ally I, cookies like you don't get spousal cookies honey mm-hmm, 
Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, I mean, Drew's just so lovely. Like, I just think like she could have anybody. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's fun. She's sweet. I really like her. And I agree this week. It's been really fun to see her kind of like throw some shade and get in the mix a little more and Mm -hmm. start some shit. I was like, okay, yes, this is like housewife material. This is what we need. I saw in people's different tweets and things that they were like, this is what we needed because we need Mm -hmm. to see them filming with each other. We yes. just need to be a group, period. Yep. If we're going to be taking all these damn COVID tests and doing everything, put them in a house. That's why I'm excited about this trip. Put them in mm-hmm. a house. They're all together. They're all COVID-free. They're not a danger on society. and society mm-hmm. not a danger on our housewives, but they are together and they're in the bullshit. Because this dinner was a, a, a landmark case for me. I was like, yes. this is fantastic. We are in the trenches. We are really in housewife territory when Portia is coming up and like she barely gets her purse off her shoulder when she's like, well, you know, girl was talking about you. And she yes. said, I'm going to sing like a goddamn bird. I said, yes, Portia. She yes. arrived. Mm-hmm. Loved every single minute of it. And I thought it was Same. great that Drew, like you said, was trying to get Kenya to kind of like bait her a little bit. And she told mm-hmm. everybody. And Kenya's like, oh, I got my eye on you now. And now we are seeing the remnants of that decision where it's not just like, oh, I'm glad you went ahead. But now it's like simply you left us in the heat for mm-hmm. five hours and yeah it's on yes now we are coming for you and if you yes. all get water views honey someone's going to get it yes oh my gosh and and i think like it's exciting to see drew as the newest housewife have now all the women like have her back as far as like yeah as far as like you know her calling out Kenya at her dinner because now they all have a chip on their shoulder about the way Kenya's treated them and this trip and I'm just excited Mm. to see shit hit the fan when they all get together in that house yeah it's gonna be so much fun I really loved it I think Atlanta is on its way right on up and I was like oh silly me I thought my hand gets slapped for even thinking twice about Atlanta <laughs> not being good. How dare I? I am, oh God, I, I will never make this mistake again. I'm sorry, mom. Like ever. This was such a good episode. I had a really, a, a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. In closing, I must ask you, Hannah, will, have you ever cleaned out your closet and decided that the one thing that your best friend needs is your lingerie? You know, I haven't, but never say never. What about you, Monty? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I too have not. And considering I'm actually about to marry my former best friend. <laughs> yes. Like I can definitively say that I, I, something's fishy happening there. And I'm like, no, I've never just gone and been like, you know what you need this. And, and then <laughs> what people are missing is that the response was, I'll wear this on the plane for you. I am almost positive that she said that Latoya said that. I honestly need to even go back. I think I actually have it like recorded that she said, I'll wear this on the plane for you. Let me see. (gasps) Y'all, I found the recording and she says it indeed. We are going to listen. (laughs) We're going to back that up in case y'all missed it and play it again. Instant replay. This is when. Kenya gifts her a bra and panty set, and Latoya says, I'm going to wear it for you, girl, on the trip. Oh, hmm. uh, hmm. I did not catch that. And, Mani, I can't thank you enough for bringing that to our attention. Hmm. I was just like, wait a minute. You are? In what way? 
we fashion showing? What are we doing? Yes. What are we doing on this private know. jet? How many times does Kenya need to see Latoya and lingerie? I just want to know because this is now, this would be the second because they went lingerie shopping with Cynthia. Yes. Mm. Wow, Bethany, wow. I have questions. My interest <laughs> is peaked. I have questions. I mean, I w- it wouldn't put it past either one of them to be like, you know what we need to do to get a good angle for both of us to be on there. Kenya's like, I'll bring you on. They will absolutely give you a peach afterwards and we will spring this whole, you know, this whole tale into making sure that we both get to stay on. I would, I could see that happening. Absolutely. And I think also like, Latoya being a YouTuber, I mean, of course she's going to want more, 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 more followers, a bigger platform, more fame, more money. Like it makes sense that she would want that she's angling for a peach, like a hundred percent. And they know how YouTubers, especially TikTokers, all those girls, they know how to make content. Mm -hmm. Like I've said before, the odds of your child absolutely doing the funniest, craziest, sassiest thing in the world in a 30 second window of a TikTok are slim to zero. I mean, yes, Mm -hmm. kids are amazing every five minutes, but a lot of times it's they did something over the span of some, some minutes or some hours and the mom is like, say that again and then play. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they know how to make it look natural because it yes. is, it did happen, but it's more like inspired by. Yes. So she knows how to kind of do what she has to do. And to be honest, I'm not mad at it. I'm eating it up and it's fine. Yes. She's giving us a lot. Even when I'm annoyed with her, I'm still like, oh, I like, it's a pleasure to be annoyed with someone on Real Housewives. I mean, like, and not in like a Carrie Dallas kind of way. You know what I mean? Like it's yes. different. It's different. Agreed. Yes, I totally agree. I had a great time watching this episode. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait to, I'm so happy we're already on a trip. This happened quick. Yes. We're already on a trip. And it's mainly because, so does this become the bachelorette party? Because the whole long dong stripper, that's my favorite headline. Have I told you this? My no. favorite headline ever. People are probably so freaking annoyed with me saying it. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> so just skip ahead. But my favorite headline about this trip is where it says, Two Atlanta housewives get their peaches cobbled by a long dong stripper. <laughs> I love it. It's a real ha- it's a real headline from a real publication. I oh. want to say it's Love B. Scott, which always knows the tea on Housewives of Atlanta. And I think that it's this one because Todd told Candy while she was packing, you should go back to bedroom, Candy. Love that they consistently tag their own businesses when yes. we did our sex dungeon tour those bookers they knew all these people they but know someone in South Carolina you should get Cynthia a stripper and this I think is the trip I think we're already here where oh my God. it's alleged that two of the women allegedly Portia and Tanya hook up with a male stripper in a face shield who was licking the face shield it's fantastic content and I think it's what ends up making Tanya decide to no longer film it. She quits the show. <gasps> Holy shit. Yeah. My heart. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I think this is it. I think this is the one. This is the, the trip. Yes. I feel like I feel it in my bones that this yeah, like this party is, is happening. barreling at us at a hundred miles an hour. And yes. I can't wait. I think this is going to be really good. I'm very excited to see what happens next with this trip and this cast. And it, it's, it's just so good. Atlanta, you just warm my heart. Hannah, please tell the people where they can find you, listen to you, get all the good things, non-Bravo, Bravo related, because you do some fantastic reenactments of Bravo things and scenes. So you are still in the Bravo sphere. 
Oh, thank you so much. I never know. I'm like, am I, am I not? Who cares? <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me, Monty. This was truly just such thank a joy. Oh, I enjoyed every second. And um, y'all can check out my podcast, Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. And that's an interview style podcast where, yeah, I ask my amazing guests like Monty, just a bunch of random questions. It's super fun. And then um, if you like Gossip Girl, check out my Gossip Girl podcast. You know, you love us um, that I co-host with my friend Tyler Meredith. And if you want to follow me, follow me at Hannah A. Brown. Absolutely love that. You know, go check her out and everything. This is not an interview podcast, but I think I've heard y'all. I think I feel that I have at least improved on making sure that my guest gets the full amount to tell y'all their thoughts and feelings on these shows. And I'm going to continue to practice, but I genuinely am interested in what you had to say. And I am so happy that you decided to come on here. And I'm Thank sorry you. if ever in the past I have cut you off. because apparently Never. I just don't want to do it anymore. So I'm literally no. doing a water bottle here, people. And I'm like trying to sip as she talks and just shut your mouth, girl. No, I love it. I love every second. And you're such a joy and such a, just a great host. And I'm honored to be in your orbit. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. But y'all, I am listening. So thank you for giving me constructive criticism while not like giving me like solidly one star reviews. Though there are a few of you, but I can never please you. So it's fine. Whatever. Um, The rest of you, I appreciate y'all. Please stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe and stay home. If it is applicable to you, though, it should be. And take care of yourselves because we are all we've got. And the housewives, that's about it. So (laughs) (laughs) y'all have a good week. We are reaching the end of the show and I'm having so much fun with my guests this week. And if you are too, guess what? I'm butting in to let you know you can join the Patreon for Mixing with Monty. If you need a little bit of additional content to brighten up your day, or if you want to hear more guests, more hot takes, we are doing a recap monthly of Orange County season four, the inaugural season of Gretchen, back when she had a very rich older fiance and back when Tamara may or may not have been a good housewife. And the reason I miss her now, question mark, Mm, we don't know. Also, weekly recaps of The Bachelorette if you're on that journey with me and Tasha, and weekly Bravo Hot Topics. If you've been wondering where the hot topics are, that is where they are over at the Patreon. We have multiple levels as low as $5 up to VIP mixologist and more. Um, a lot of fun content, a lot of great guests, guests you love here on the regular pod and Bravo fan accounts, other memers, other podcasters, that and so much more over at patreon.com slash mixing with money. Come mix with us. Back to the show. All right, guys, I am back again with Samantha, who is a Salt City expert, but also the host of the Socially Drinking podcast, soon to be relaunched, reloaded, and ready for your ears very, very soon, upcoming in February, and I'm very excited about that, and I've had her on the show before, but back then, Salt Lake City, the Housewives franchise was just a novel idea. We didn't know. I was I was skeptical. We had no idea what to do, but now it's here. We love it. We worship it, and I have so many questions about it, so I naturally had to bring her back so we could redo this. So thank you so much for coming back on. Of course. I'm excited. I'm excited to spill the tea on Salt Lake City. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So I obviously as it's been mentioned before for anyone who's new listening but in general my home area has a franchise and I feel like 
that is a very special thing. Like not a lot, obviously not a lot of people get that probably what, like eight or nine <laughs> cities to date. Yeah. Um, but exactly. obviously also people are sick of me talking about mine. So I want to give someone else the opportunity to kind of get in there, especially because we are not the obvious cities to go to. Like we aren't the obvious housewife cities. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. People were outraged when Salt Lake yep. City was... <laughs> I was one of those people. I have eaten all the yeah. pros, so I'm, it's very good. I've never been happier to admit that I was wrong. <laughs> good. I'm glad. I'm glad we gave it a good name, at least. Yes. Did you have high hopes for Salt Lake City when it was coming out? Yeah, just because growing up here, I see my mom and I see her friends and I see how outrageous they are. And I've told, I called my mom's friends the Housewives of Draper, which is just kind of a cul-de-sac in Salt Lake City. Is not a cul-de-sac, but like a city-ish okay. outside of Salt Lake. And so my parents live in Draper. And so I call all my mom's friends the Real Housewives of Draper just because they're absolutely wild and they completely fit the prototype for a good housewife. You know, they're always stirring the pot. I'm like, these people don't even need producer interaction. <laughs> so okay. I was very excited. So there's like, there's, there's B squads and JV teams. Like, so maybe we have a really good, we have a good cast now, but if anything happens, apparently we got a lot of rotating doors. We could there's go so many people to choose from. I like oh, I DM Andy every single day. And I'm like, if you need <laughs> suggestions, hit me up. I'll only open it one day. One. Maybe, yes. maybe he would. I don't know. That would be like my dream come true. If he was like, well, what if you become a housewife? I'll be like, I, I mean, I want to attribute. I'll I'll do it for free. I'm not even kidding. That's not a joke. I will do it for free. Just put me in. I wish I'm too. ready. Absolutely. Dreams do come true, people. <laughs> um, questions for you, especially regarding the show and the area. How mm-hmm. well do you find the city is represented through this show? Of what you've seen so far, what do you like about how they're showing your city? So I really like it because. Like Beauty Lab and Laser is in Murray. So it's not in like downtown Salt Lake City. It's still in the county. It's about 10 minutes away from downtown. And it's literally two minutes away from my house. I could walk there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like how they're kind of showing things that aren't directly downtown. Um, but then I feel like a lot of the things are in Park City. And so it's it's kind of like, is this Real Houses of Salt Lake City or Park City? I know like Lisa Barlow lives in Draper, really close to my parents, actually. I've never met her, but I'm dying to. Uh, So she lives there. I know Meredith lives in Park City. Jen Shaw lives closer to Park City, too. Um, Heather Gay lives pretty close to me. So it's just kind of it's kind of interesting that it's a bigger array of Mm -hmm of the city and then the one episode when Jed Shaw and Stuart were just driving around downtown since I know the city I was like they're just driving in circles right now oh <laughs> like I, I knew exactly where they were and I was like they just passed like they just passed that street <laughs> oh my god so that's so funny. funny yeah it's interesting to see because I, I wouldn't know that in any other franchise you know Yes, I completely understand. I mean, I've said it before, you know, with Potomac, none of them live in Potomac, but it's like Potomac is all encompassing of that county's wealth and the wealth in that county and in that area. And it just so happens that of that wealthy ass county, that specific city has like an unnecessary amount of money and prestige because of like and things that live there. But also how do you feel like this cast is representing 
like your city. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people have always wondered is we were skeptical about the show coming on. Yeah, because it, really- it, it was like, is it going to be all religious women, which is no shade, but like <laughs> we are debaucherous, uh, you know, I know. <laughs> our audience is, is kind of trifling. <laughs> I do think it's a little bit misleading because in the show, most of the women have a Mormon background. Whereas okay. if you come to Salt Lake City, myself and like my circle of friends, none of us have a Mormon background. So I do mm. think people think that everyone here has a Mormon background, which yes. isn't the case. But I still feel like it does show that not everyone is super religious, goody two shoes, doesn't drink, doesn't swear. Like, and so I'm glad we're getting that representation. Like, no, we're actually fun people. I promise. We're not all buttoned up all the time. Oh, yeah, girl. We are having fun watching. We're having Yo. fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you so you mentioned that. What is it like drinking in Utah? You host a show called Socially Drinking. So, and Heather yeah. keeps getting vodka and water. And we and nobody has any idea where that comes from, why she's trying to like downplay water. Like, is it really good? Like, we just, and, and she, they mentioned in one episode that like the Mormon, church because they have like a lot of say in the laws and things that they actually make it really hard to drink is it hard to drink in Utah I mean I wouldn't say it's like hard to drink but it's definitely hard to get drunk so when you go to a bar you can only have one drink of a certain liquor if you get a shot it has to be a completely different liquor so if I was drinking like a vodka drink I couldn't get a shot of vodka on the side there's no doubles everything's only like one to 1.5 ounce pours and measured and and it's really expensive and so difficult for me (laughs) I know so it's it's not hard to drink we have a lot of bars here like as you see on the show okay but it's it's hard to get drunk for sure and then there's just weird they changed the legal limit for driving to 0.05 so like for me that's one glass of wine and if I get pulled over after having a glass of wine with dinner I'd probably get a DUI (laughs) so it's yeah it's pretty strict Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) There's interesting laws here. And then you know how there's a lot of drunk on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's some pre-gaming going on. Mm. But um you can, you know how in most states you can have like those wine delivery services and get wine Mm -hmm. and liquor delivered to your door. That's illegal here. You can't have alcohol shipped to your door. So (laughs) it's like kind of y'all, my mouth is on the ground. Like I'm legitimately floored I these were just some light come up questions of like before we get into the episode what's it like there because it looks really pretty and everything I've always just been obsessed with the fact that they of all the filler scenes like you know how in every other franchise everything is you know different parts of the streets the the city and for SLC it's consistently the Mormon church it's like transition scene the church and I'm obsessed with their music it's just always like a Mormon choir over like a remixed beat (laughs) yeah it's like bringing it (laughs) well so all of Salt Lake City this is just a fun fact we're on a grid system kind of like Manhattan where it's just each street like one two three four it starts at the downtown temple like that's (laughs) square zero Oh, and then our so okay. our grid our grid in the city is literally based off of the Mormon temple downtown. Love that for y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you maneuver? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, with numbers that that does help. I mean, DC yeah. is like that. Like the city, it's all letters and the numbers. 
So, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of know where things are based on when someone's like, oh, I, you know, this great restaurant on M Street. And if you work on I, then you kind of know in ratio oh. where that is. Or if you work at, you know, on O, you're like, oh, that's over there. So you can kind of get around. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot easier that way because also Ubers hate dropping off exactly where you're supposed to be. And that's great. Um, enough about my city, but have you been to Meredith's store? That's all people really want to know. Is it really downtown? I, Is it popping? It's What's in up Park with City. That? Okay. Meredith's store is in Park City. And so okay. um, Park City, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever been to Utah or Park City I at all? have not felt like I've needed to go get, until now. Now I do yes. feel a little bit more of a, of a draw. Park City is, is worth going to. It's beautiful. Okay. It's like this little city. It's a it, the main town is all on one big street with like bars and shops and everything. So that's where her store is. I'm 90% sure. And so I've like stepped in there as I'm window shopping because I can't afford goddamn anything on that in Park City. It's all like oh, so expensive. Oh, oh it's and fancy so, pants. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very fancy, but they play it down like it's kind of country. So it's, it's an interesting place. You'll have to Thank look you. up photos. But so I've stopped into her store, but I don't really know anything about it. I didn't really, because I was like, oh, that's $11,000. I'm just going to window shop and bail. <laughs> like, Oh, for what? Wait, she's dealing with thousands. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah Meredith, that's what made her on the show. Her jewelry is very, very expensive. Very expensive. Oh my God. I mean, she's, she was name dropping us left and right. So I assumed I, they were nice things, but damn. Okay. So not bobble bar that I can get at Target. Okay. No, <laughs> no, no, very expensive. <laughs> Which no shade. I love me some, I love me some Target jewelry. Target oh, uh, has the best accessories. So <laughs> I'll stick to that. We'll stick to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, now this, the storylines that are happening, have you heard of Mary? Has it, when when the fish official cast was announced, did you know anything? Did anybody tell you anything? Like, did you have any connections to this cast? Not necessarily directly, but just any initial thoughts that you were like, "Huh, interesting." Wonder why they picked her. Yeah, well, so friends, I don't know any of them directly. I know. Lisa Barlow through some of my mom's friends. I've never met her in person, but like she's a friend of a friend. So it's like two degrees of separation. Mm -hmm. And um, Heather, I knew of because Beauty Lab and Laser is like literally two minutes away from my house. Like mm -hmm. probably even less than that. And does well. Yeah. And then Jen Shaw, everyone kind of knows of because everyone knows her husband because he's the football coach at the U. And that's like a major really? thing. So. Yeah. The way she describes, you know, Coach Shaw, it makes sense because yeah, it's pretty she, accurate. She consistently, she okay, great, because she consistently, you know, addresses him as Coach Shaw. So it's like yeah. we never really have seen, unless you go to like a major league, a major like football school or something, which I usually just associate with the South um, or maybe yeah. Big Ten, but the South, the SEC, of course, like that's where you know college football is God. So that is like the number one thing but they all reverence him as if he's like this big deal like honestly more than they like Jen so which is understandable because I feel like Coach Shaw is a little bit more demure to Jen Shaw's crazy but yeah. he is there's been some discrepancy of what his actual position is he is a coach he's a coach and head of recruiting so he does both Whoa. oh okay okay Coach Shaw so he's pulling yeah. in dollars now does that associate to you 
to the house that they quote unquote maybe have allegedly rented this Shaw chalet because that is another thing people are <laughs> so like hold this up is all alleged but I some of my friends have said that they had a more modest home that they either sold or rented out to rent the Shaw Chalet for this show. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the rumor mill. Which also then might explain. I believe, it <laughs> I believe it too. Let me tell you why. Though it is alleged, yeah. allegedly, okay? <laughs> Though it's alleged, I believe it too because I was wondering where Coach Shaw went for four days when he was allegedly mad at Jen. He probably went to his house. <laughs> <laughs> like probably she probably did, yeah. was at her house at the rental place and he was at his home yeah. like that would make sense to me yeah hmm. yeah interesting so, uh, you know obviously the rumors are also that Meredith is also was also renting at the time yeah I I just don't know that much about her and no none of my friends she since she's like in park city basically it's not mm-hmm. i'm not close enough to that rumor mill <laughs> well i do believe that she's renting because she did say when i watched the premiere um with some other bravo obsessed accounts we got the premiere and we got to talk to some of the ladies and she said that the one thing she wished that she had she had no regrets about the show um and now we watch her we know why because she didn't do anything um but she <laughs> yeah. mentioned that she wished that she was in their permanent home and that they weren't in a permanent home, which also yeah. makes sense. She was separated from her husband. You know, why would you buy a house when you don't know what your marriage is going to do or look like? You know what I mean? And she so. was like, in a couple episodes ago, she was talking about the landlord and stuff. And if you own, you usually don't have a landlord. <laughs> yes, so. that's exactly how that works. Like, who are you calling when your, um, your alarm and your toilet floods and your alarm is going off at the same time? Like, she's on the phone with someone who probably knows how to fix it and she does not so um okay this was very insightful I feel much better about all the questions that I've had about this show um except for the fact that still everyone seems to know everything about Mary and still nothing about Mary and that is crazy to me yeah I can't stand Mary I don't know it it just kind of makes me sick because I know in her church she does have her congregation or whatever she calls it pay a tithing so they're all giving her money that's supposed to go into the church and if you see the church it's not nice and so it's just like if you're a member of the church and you're watching this show and you're giving like all this money to Mary and her Mm -hmm. husband grandfather and then you see her on the show just like wearing so much Chanel flaunting all these homes like it just makes me really feel ill so I just hate her. I understand. I understand. I mean, I, I have talked about before how I was a part of actually a mega church was a much bigger situation, but I, we are the people who kind of praise our pastor more than God. And they're like, we yeah. absolutely just love you because you're chosen. Um, our pastor never really gaslit us kind of the way that it's been alleged that Mary does her her congregation of like, I am light because Jesus is in me and things like that, allegedly. But at least we had our lights on. Like we weren't a dilapidated building. It was indeed a grandiose. Yeah. So when we did tithe once a month, we definitely did think that it went to the church because it just stayed up, stayed upright. Yeah. So that made sense to me. But uh, wow, that is that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure that she. I don't think she'll come back next year. I I think that if anything, they'll offer and she'll reject it. 
But then again, the narcissism, I feel like she has to even be this open on mm-hmm. TV with her situation being as ludicrous as it is, lets me know she actually might say yes. There are a lot of rumors about her. And if they are true, it she will not want to come back because if they come to light, it's just gross. I don't know if I should repeat them because I literally don't know if they're true. I just heard it from a random friend. Okay, well, we love, first of all, nothing is ever fact-checked here. We didn't fact-check nothing. We just simply say everything is alleged and we're just here to have a good time. We're just sipping. None of us are detectives. Everybody is, everything is relative. This is all just gossip and hot takes. We don't know anything. And there there are people who, the Reddit detectives, we are not, but they have like the cold hard facts. It feels like about Mary. They're like constantly like, I found this. And I'm like, is that right? Like, I know nothing and I'm here for all of it, but I, I am curious like what, cause she is, she's a polarizing figure. Yeah. Um, so one of the rumors I'll say is that she really is not kind to the members of the LGBTQ plus community and completely ostracizes them and kind of bullies them out of her church or like tells them to convert like really gross things that I don't like like at all bad (laughs) and then then she also there's just some rumors about how her and her husband treat like marriage counseling they offer like marriage counseling for the members of their church and I guess there's maybe some sexual harassment issues in those therapy sessions. So, oh, that is just crazy. Okay. And what's worse is that, as alleged as it may be, Mary is so kooky, I can't put anything past her because what we exactly. see on TV to me feels so different than what keeps coming to light, like the different audio recordings of her berating the parishioners and calling them poor and like, yeah. It's, it's it's completely it's unfounded like I've never heard anything like it and then I feel weird because I watch the show and if you look at it at face value what you know is one of the things that I say is the whole curse of the blessing and the curse of being bravo yeah. obsessed is because we dig we like to know more other people mm-hmm. simply just watch to watch and I would I wish I was one of those people because at face value Mary is so kooky crazy that you're almost like, this is perfect for TV. She should be here. What the hell is going on? And then especially yeah. if you just see what we've seen because she was not a full-time cast member when they decided, to, when they were almost done filming the show and then mm-hmm. kind of got upgraded to a, being a full-time cast member, which is what the, the, the tale is. You yeah. see as if like they did the wrong cast. Like Jen is the one that you would end up having an issue with. And Mary looks like she comes out on top. And then you're us, you Google a little more and then you get into the recordings and things and the receipts and everything else. And you're like, oh, this is dark. Yeah. Really dark. Yeah. It can be a lot. Be okay, a lot. well, that being said, <laughs> yeah. let us get into the episode. The first 10 minutes were the most stressful 10 minutes that I've seen in a very long time. I was I like- know what is going on? We're, we're barely at dinner. Jim comes in, she sits down and Meredith and Lisa basically are like, yeah, we had a decent day with Whitney. She apologized. And Jen is like, apologized? How I dare you forgive an apology? 
It was bizarre to me. She, I, well, I think that she had pregame. So she was the only drunk one at this dinner. And I just think that because she was so hot straight out of the gate, there was no rational thought in her brain. If you watch her like martini glass through this whole scene, it's like sloshing and spilling all over the Mm -hmm. damn place. I was like, this bitch needs to put some respect on her fucking drink because it's for drinking, (laughs) not for throwing across the room and spilling everywhere and tossing it around. But yeah, she was, she just was crazy. And then Lisa and Meredith were like, she said, sorry, we forgave her. (laughs) That's it. That's all we did. Yes. Like Jen acts as if forgiving people after an apology is like the ultimate offense. Like, it's like, how dare you? You are disloyal for not being as mad at this bitch as I am. And what's really crazy to me is that throughout the fight, and then of course, Heather and Whitney come and Jen starts lashing out at them too. And they just got there. Meredith has already left. She's like, I can't even deal with this. I'm like, Meredith, you also have to stop disengaging. This is your job. You must engage. I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, is she ever going to engage? Is she engage at some point? She has to do something at some point, right? Yeah, please. Like, especially because I wish that it would have come out selfishly while they were all drinking and, you know, just coming in, Meredith was screaming at Jen. And well, I heard you're telling people about my marriage. And I would have just loved to see that while Jen was on 10 and not when she was already like, you know, 70 degrees sober and like borderline tears. But of course they walk in there. Everybody else walks in. Meredith is gone. And Jen is going ham on Heather and Whitney for pretty much no reason. And what's crazy to me is that exactly what Jen wants, she got with Lisa and I love that Lisa called it out. Lisa is like, I'm leaving with you. I'm next to you. I'm standing with you. I'm right here. I am not leaving you. I'm letting you know that I'm being a good friend and it still wasn't enough for Jen. And so for Jen to be someone who's like, I'm loyal, I'm loyal, I'm loyal. You don't really respect the loyalty that you get because she left with you and did not really need to. And then went to go reconfront the situation and told you, like, I'm going to go and talk to them and see what happens. And I didn't really expect that from Lisa, to be honest. I didn't either, but I loved it. I loved that she did that. And I just think Jen gets to a place where she's like, I'm angry. And now I'm just going to be angry to be angry. And she doesn't know how to get out of it or Mm deescalate. And so she's just like, no, I started angry and now I'm staying angry. And I don't Mm -hmm. care that I forgave this a day ago. And that's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Lisa is really good in a crisis. And I think that's why she's the quote unquote queen of Sundance. Is Sundance a really big deal there? Huge. Yeah. Okay. So it made sense that they picked this woman. If Sundance is like a big part of the revenue stream and stuff in Utah, and she has a really big part to play in a lot of the setup and things like that, it would make sense to get this. Okay. It was nice to see her in Element. It's only she was a real boss bitch. And I was like, oh, yeah. she's really working it, honey. She was setting up really know. nice things. Okay. I want to Sundance. That's so like, funny. Sundance. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, Jen doesn't seem to... She, she seems to be someone who gets caught up in how you trigger her reaction, mm-hmm. which is why I could see in passing or maybe in a flippant comment, Meredith and Lisa just mentioning to Mary, like, oh, she kind of scares me with the way she reacts. And yeah. it's kind of how it came up to they're scared of her. 
I mean, to be fair, from what we've seen, I could see why anyone might be a little scared of her because she gets close and she gets, she escalates very quickly. Yeah, she's scary. <laughs> she can get scary. No accountability whatsoever. It's like, no matter what it is that she's done, it's why did you push me to that point? But if we don't know where your buttons are, how are we are how are we responsible if we don't know where your trigger points are yeah I it's, don't get it. he just is crazy i think she's a little crazy yeah and she's okay. definitely quite a pot star like i give people a level she's the reason we have any amount of drama or anything but i'm like at what point is is it you know is it a lost cause because if she's running around tornadoing and like a tasmanian devil like there's no end and she's and by tasmanian devil i mean it literally looks like she's spinning and spinning yeah it does it 100 percent does it's just spinning around and like ah! she's like pointing at you and then pointing at you and it just feels and like I can't just keep up. Face. and yeah. then she leaves and she tells heather that she's gone but heather is like oh you're here and she's there getting her hair and makeup done by the shaw squad the next day I as if she took six xanaxes and did three meditations in a yoga class and she's like hi good morning and it made me so uncomfortable. There was probably 15 people in that tiny hotel room. First of all, this hotel kind of looks shit. It does not look like yeah. a swanky hotel. It kind of looks shit. The and then, yes. I don't like think it's on the strip people. either. I don't think so. But there were seriously so many people in that hotel room. I was like, I'm getting claustrophobic. Like, yeah. There was people everywhere. There was like someone in the tub, like five people <laughs> on the bed, <laughs> on the windowsill. I was like, woo, too much. Yes. Do you believe that Jen really did call Whitney the night before? Because Whitney told Lisa, well, she called me last night and said something about how they, like she was talking shit or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but Jen has been so anti-Whitney this entire time. So how is she calling her? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Do we think that that really happened? I know she's a pot star, but damn. Well, I don't know. The thing is with Jen, I don't know. Cause it seems like one day she's like, oh yeah, I'm over it. And like, we're friends again. And then the next day she's like, no, I hate that bitch. She ruined my husband's party. And so with her, I'm like, that could have happened. It could have not happened. And I have, I don't even know what to think because with Jen, she just is so flip-floppy like that. Well, you know, it kind yeah. of goes to say, if you can call her to stir the pot, then you can for, be okay with people forgiving her and allowing her to be in the orbit. Also, honey, you decided to go on her trip. Just saying. How yeah. you want to hate somebody and accept their invitation. Yeah, I do think Whitney is kind of dumb in the way that she handled the situation. Like, don't get wasted and then confront someone who the confrontation isn't even about. Like, I completely agree with Lisa and Meredith when they were like, that it was about us. You should have came to us. Like, why would we tell Mary of all people? And why would you believe Mary of all people? And then- right. And I don't give think, us a chance to explain. Yeah. And then taking Jen to that outdoor dirty bathtub, I would have been like, that don't take it. me here. Get me out of here. That wasn't it. And, and so like, I just don't think she's handled her apology very gracefully. I do think she had good intentions going into what she did, but it, like, I don't think she was- treading good waters in those situations yes. and then she's just like let's go to vegas and so i don't right. know that she's like fully done it it doesn't she's really make sense like, yeah she's acting like they fully made up and i was like you hugged in a dirty hot tub like i don't think that things are as good as you think they are 
That's true. And Whitney did tell Heather, she goes, well, she's saying something totally different to my face. And I'm like, is she? Because read the room. Jen did not look like she was over it in that tub. She was like, yeah, I forgive no. you. And like, would not look you in the eye. You were like, okay, great. <laughs> Good. Moving on. Not to mention, but I have to, I, I, I kind of like Whitney's line of defense where if she can't, if she can't join you, she'll beat you. Like it's the opposite of if you can't beat them, join them. Like she yeah. tried to make up with Jen in the moment that doesn't work. She goes, well, let me tell you what she said about you then. And that yeah. is, it's good for me. It's good for television. Yeah. It is bad for a actual real life quality for a person to have. And she immediately no, I actually, turns to yeah, Lisa I and said, hey girl, she's talking yeah, about yeah, you yeah. too then. I know I did enjoy that from Whitney, but yeah, I just, I think that she hasn't handled the situation great. I mean, it's been good True. TV. She's handled mm-hmm. it great for TV, but she hasn't been super great about it otherwise. I agree. And, and it's like, but Jen, yes, you should be responsible for throwing your drink. You are entirely responsible for your actions. Yeah. You can choose yeah. to have disengaged at your husband's party. And we actually would have been okay with that because it's his party. And then it would all be Whitney's fault, which is what it kind of started out to be because she's drunkenly letting you know something and not even letting it come out that not coherently stirring the pot at an event that wasn't even a for Jen or her. This isn't like a yeah. regular housewife party. This was for her husband. And especially, and I get why Jen was upset, not saying that it excuses the behavior of, you know, doing the most, but she did express to Whitney that this was a really big deal, that she, you know, really needed this for her marriage and that she really wanted to do mm-hmm. this for her husband. And I've been in that situation when you tell your friends, this needs to go super smoothly because this is really important to me. And yeah. then they're the ones who are fucking it up. It's like, okay, hold on, bitch. We need to have a conversation. Because <laughs> you obviously didn't hear me. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree. But I just think that Jen has been so volatile about it. Like saying after, like, what is this? Probably two weeks after the fact mm-hmm. of the party in real life. And then she's t- telling Heather that she would drown Whitney and the lake behind her house and all this stuff. I'm like, you need to take a breath. Like this is, this is not just fun housewives drama anymore. This is like excessive. That's like pretty it's gross. Doing the most. And also you probably wouldn't have to drown her in that lake. Just push it in. It's like condemned. You're not allowed to swim in it. She'll probably just die. <laughs> you don't have to do any work. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, so then the next day we're at this shaman therapist hypnotist there's a lot of otherworldly characters happening on housewives lately and i'm into it because it's kooky but this woman specifically was kooky like she was wild yeah and okay this is what i was thinking when whitney was like this is a second fun activity that we're gonna do when we're in vegas and they so they went race car driving into this shaman crystal reader psychic sort of person I don't know right like have you ever been to Vegas this is not Vegas activities why are they like drinking and clubbing and gambling gambling. where is the fun (laughs) why are they going to this random lady's house who's though the pillows on that couch I have to say before I forget those (laughs) pillows were bigger than a fucking person they were bigger than two people put together they were bigger than the whole couch I could not focus I had to rewind like twice because I just kept focusing on those goddamn pillows they were huge they were like bigger than this room (laughs) why are they so big this woman was strange it did feel a little it could be editing and cutting but it built it did feel a little vendetta ish because it seemed like her sights were set on Jen's energy shifting and changing which 
not mm -hmm. saying wasn't necessary. It just seemed like they were very specifically led. And it felt a little high school. I think I saw one Instagram comment where it was like, it gave me the vibes of being in the sorority house or something <laughs> and trying to quote unquote work it out. And this is not how you work things out. It, it For me, it gave me straight mean girls. Raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized by Regina yeah, George. It Oh, I was feeling, I was like sitting there so cringy, just like scrunched up because I was like, this woman is not equipped to do this. She is not a therapist mm -hmm. and, and she's acting so stirry the pot. I felt like she was going to be like, raise your hand if you think this person's being a bitch. Or like when Whitney moved, I felt like she, the lady was going to be like, so raise your hand if you also don't want to sit next to Jen. Like, just like, that's how yes. I felt she was handling it. I was like, Ooh. yes. And she got up and Whitney got up and moved because I believe the energy was like kind of made to feel shifting, not necessarily to kind of rebuild and bring them all back together. But this hypnotist lady kind of is addressing the situation and she asked them at one point if they trust Aaron, if they trust Lisa, mm -hmm. if they trust Jen. And everyone raised yeah. their hands and like, we do not trust Jen. And then they said, do you trust Heather? And Jen raised their hand and she does not trust Heather. And Heather's like, I have been a really good ass friend to you. And Jen, to her I point though, it was a lot of bullshit coming out of her mouth. She was trying to do this thing where she was explaining why she reacts and who she is. And she tends to do that as if she thinks the explanation matters more than the action. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And I just, I hated it, especially when she was trying to apologize to Meredith. And then the lady was like, no, you're doing it wrong. You're not apologizing right. I'm so, like so sorry. I'm so and then, sorry. And she just kept cutting her off. And Jen was just glaring at her. If, oh, if knives were coming out of those knives, that lady would have been dead. I will dead. say an apology does not include buts and ifs. And it's not no, if I, I hurt you. The, the words are right. You are supposed to say, I'm sorry that I hurt you because the person is telling you, you hurt me. So the, the, the question of if I did, it's already been answered. So it's, I'm sorry that I hurt you. That wasn't my intention. But Jen was constantly trying to, you know, upload an excuse also. Yeah, she was. And that we cannot do, especially when it comes down to this woman being having her marriage talked about which a girl it's on the show we need to have we, we need to stir this pot but it also does feel like meredith had the greatest love in this fight and she's the least you know the one who's we focused on the least but she to me has the biggest reason to be mad and she told you straight up you don't want to see me mad girl but i'm gonna get mad don't talk about my family but jen had no real excuse because she did it and whitney's yeah. over there in the corner stirring the pot false false she said it she said it. She said it. And I'm like, I was okay, surprised that Heather was like, yeah, Jen, you said it. You said it. I was surprised that Heather like stuck her neck out like that. Yeah. Heather, this entire episode has really had a backbone. When she went to Jen's room, mm -hmm. she was like, it's you girl. You are the one who's yelling at people and making them push. You're pushing people away and all these things. And then in this, you know, hypnotist session, which no one's gotten hypnotized yet. So this woman is not good at her job. <laughs> She was telling Jen there, like, it's, you're on the, you're the reason that the, our friendships are kind of withering and it's because you yeah. won't own up to anything that you've done. And Jen's like, yeah, but hear me out. And this is why I do it. And they're like, we don't care why. We understand there's a reason why you do it. We care more that you won't apologize for doing it. Mm-hmm. 
exactly and she's just acting like she's been the best most loyal friend to all of these ladies this whole time and she just really hasn't she's been pretty attacking them talking shit on everyone which is kind of what you're supposed to do as a housewife but you're also supposed to own what you're doing if that makes sense you have to have a little bit of self-awareness at some point in your life Mm -hmm. so there's no one you think jen has been like the the best of friends with i thought it could have been heather and then it did feel like even Heather, she threw under the bus. Yeah, well, she's just been attacking Heather this whole episode. Yeah. And just kind of lying to her. And it's just, it was weird. I was, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't understand yes. what she was trying to do. It's really unfortunate. Do Who do you think we bring back? If, if, if of this cast, what are we doing to it? Are we keeping it as is? For me personally, I'll answer first. And then obviously, you know, I want all your, your thoughts on it and, and even who you might want to see in place of someone else. I think this cast deserves a second season because they gave us a lot for what they had. They went through more than one production company, casting changes halfway through, a whole lot of things. And a lot of this footage being sat on and then like, you know, re-edited and things yep. like that. I would have, I like to, I would like to see them in full-fledged production, knowing who their producers are, full-fledged housewife mode, knowing the formula and everything, settled into homes, because I have a theory that second season housewives, the rose-colored glasses come off. And that's when yeah. no one is able to kind of keep up the facade of all the reasons why people stand them. I do believe it's going to happen to Leah on Roni. I think it happened to Bronwyn this year. It happens every, it happened to Monique, her second season on Potomac. Once you hit second season, you cannot keep up the facade. Whatever it is, good or bad, everything kind of all hangs out. And I'd like to see all of them be like that and finally have real drama, real conversations, especially after now this reunion, after social media, and after the reception of this season. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think the cast could should pretty much stay as is, except for I don't want to see Mary on my screens anymore. <laughs> at all okay. bring someone else in there's so many other people here like in salt lake city that could just do a better job and be just as kooky and weird without like the maybe questionable morals mm-hmm. and um then i like meredith to me i think she's kind of equivalent to like a robin where she doesn't bring a lot of the drama but she does still bring a solid element to the show mm-hmm um, I never want to see Brooks on my screen again, though. He's driving me nuts. Yes. Yeah, He's just like mean. He's not even funny yes. mean. He's mean. And then I wouldn't be like, I, I don't know. I'm iffy on Whitney. I go back and forth with Whitney. And okay. so I wouldn't mind seeing her get a second season, but I just think she's basic and I don't know. And I don't really like her. I mean, I have some questionable conversations in my head that go back and forth with her association because she's the one who introduced us to this alleged other woman who some say was rumored to be a housewife and, you know, the one who basically got the floor matches for her housekeepers to cut her apples or something. Um, and, and, you know, she was at allegedly at the Capitol riots and she was supposed yeah, to be a housewife. Some say she wasn't supposed to be a housewife. Whatever it is, she's been on my screen more than once. And it's been because of Whitney. And well, Jen had her at the party, but she was there for like a half a second. And then, but we filmed with her with Whitney. And Whitney's like, I have zero contact with her anymore. But she like still followed her or something like that. It was just, 
okay so but you didn't have it, it wasn't were you shocked like you did you know your friend was capable of this did she not tell you she was on a plane to the nation's capital to do some things I mean, like I mean, where do you lie in this girl and like no matter what even if she was just like a semi-acquaintance who you've hung out with a couple times mm -hmm. you're still gonna kind of know where she stands with her like political beliefs and, like, <laughs> right like you have to know that she's not a good person and like why do you want to hang out she's capable of that? doing this shit like this is yeah. that was next level that's not something you kind of spring up i don't know if i would have a lot of friends who i'm friends enough with to bring them to my job which is exactly what housewives is and i'm filming with you yeah. kind of like exactly. making your home a scene and but a lot of people have also suggested that it's a swinger situation it's it's oh i 100 they're like that. Because the way she kind of introduced her was like, oh, we're both the same age. We like the same thing. We've both been married. She's like, oh, she's been married more than once. And I'm like, huh. Hmm. Salt Lake City okay. does have like a huge swingers community. I have but never I in my people, life heard anything like that. I've never yeah. heard of anything like that. Oh my God. Because I think so many people are so repressed and they brought were brought up a certain way. And like sexuality wasn't something that you could ever talk about or explore. And so there's just like all these swingers here and you never know, you never know. <laughs> I just wonder what is the recruiting process like for that? Like how I do you know have no idea. friend is down to go to bang down? I don't know. Like how you just well, look at him and go to, you want to, you like me and my husband? You want to sleep with us? Like, I don't know. <laughs> One of my friends, her friend, so a friend of a friend who I've never met but I guess she is part of a swingers club. And I was like, I have so many questions, but I don't want the answers to any of them. Like, this is not information I want in my head. Oh so. my God. I mean, I kind of don't want the answers. That's that's fascinating to me. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, I think they'd ask Brittany to come back because she needs to continue to stir the pot. And that makes sense to me. Yeah. I would love to see them go for people who have absolutely no ties to the Mormon community whatsoever. I think Meredith was supposed to be that because she is Jewish, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and, and Lisa said in one episode that she was like the only convert there, like who actually converted to LDS, um, which I wonder if they continuously call it LDS because they can't say the name. I wonder if that's the case because they- um, So really what happened is you're supposed to say LDS and not Mormon because the LDS church has decided that Mormon is like a slang term and it's bad. Oh my. So I don't know. I did I don't not know. know that it was a derogatory term. They're using it left it's and not. right. Somebody get them. I mean, it's never been a derogatory term until like maybe two years ago when they just decided that it was. And so I still say Mormon because I'm like, that's what they're called. <laughs> they're Mormons. Yeah, what else? Yeah. yeah, that that makes sense to me. Okay, that is very interesting. Like, yeah, they, they came up with the term, so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would like to see more of them. I would like to see someone who is, you know, not tied to it, who does party and go out and is like. I love these people, but my God, is it difficult for me to get a drink? Like that kind of stuff. Who's like, you know, does their thing and is able to, you know, shake it up a little bit and make it a little less stiff. But have you seen the arguments going around about Meredith trying to protect her son? Because 
you know, people keep coming for him on the internet, but he signed up to be on the show in a way that includes with like being, so, so for people who don't know, he has been, but Meredith has been like going after like regular people, not going after, but she's been like, please, you know, don't talk about my son or Jen talked about my son. And people I were like, girl, he talked about Jen as well. And he mm -hmm. is in these confessionals. You can't, he's not absolved from this criticism when he wanted all the fame. He's using the show as a platform to sell yeah. his sweet seatbelt tracksuits. Those tracksuits. Oh my God. Awesome. I, I hate them so much. I, I might dislike them more than I dislike Mary. That's, that's the cast <laughs> I never want to see back is Brooklyn's <laughs> tracksuits. That's the cast number relatable yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's no more of that I mean she's spent half of her storyline talking about everyone kind of but herself is just about Seth and it's about Brooks and it's more like Brooks commandeered it so I don't know about Meredith I see more I mean Meredith I see more of a friend of role to Lisa just because I like that and but I did yeah. feel for Lisa when she was like I don't even know who my best friend is I'm sitting in this room and finding out that she's been fucking around or whatever. And at least we finally did get that information because I'm like, you, you should know that. Like that is on the show in a sense because you're making it seem like, you know, your husband's just gone and we don't know anything about if you're going to reconcile or not. But if you've gotten your rocks off and stuff, maybe you've decided you don't like what's out there and you would prefer to yeah. be with your man. And that is okay. That actually makes a lot mm -hmm. of sense. Absolutely. So I don't I know. Yeah, the, I would be in full support of her being in a friend of role. Okay, because I think she does like I said, there's so many, and there's so many crazy people here. You should hear some of the stories my mom tells me about her friends. I'm like, whoo, that's crazier than the fucking housewives. Like it really is. I want those. Things. So I'm like, I deserve that. I know. I, I want those. Well, I like called my mom's friends. I was like, have any of you gotten approached to be on housewives? Because they're all rich as hell too. I love that. So I'm like, did you guys get the call? Did Bravo Andy call you? <laughs> I want that talk. Like, no. no. I know. Uh, I no. Casting. If you ever like, talk to Andy, tell him I have some serious casting casting ideas. Yeah, I'm going to find out who the casting company was for specifically that franchise. And, and we're going to circulate that because I feel like we just need to broaden the net a little bit. Apparently people will be ready and into it. <sighs> this has been a very fun season and a fun episode. Next week is the finale. It's very short season but I think we're ending in the right place it's been a good time I'm very excited for the reunion I think it's going to really get us kicked off um what do you talk about housewives at all on your um podcast or not really I've touched on it a bit it's there's so many bravo specific podcasts and instagram yes. accounts and everything it's I don't want to take that away from other people that dedicate their whole time to it. And when I just talk about everything, but I do touch on things a little, not, not a ton. Yeah. What else do you um, talk about on your show? Well, so I am going through a little bit of a rebranding and I'll have a co-host and we're just going to kind of talk about everything. We're going to do recaps of some books and make fun of them, um, like the Animorphs books and things that everyone read as kids. Yes. And, and just kind of revisit those. And then it's mostly just going to be picking a random topic of the week and just drinking and bullshitting about it. Say people do drink in Utah, people. Where can yeah. people find you drinking in Utah and listen to your show and follow on Instagram and all that jazz? 
Um, so follow me at Samantha Drinking. <laughs> like I, I say, I'm a drinker. <laughs> and then you can follow the podcast on uh, at Socially Drinking. And then I'm gonna I'm coming out with a website soon too. So it'll be kind of a blog and just Love that. everything. That's so. amazing. And then if people want, are in Utah and they want someone to drink with, just send me a DM. I'll, I'm happy. Listen, she'll, she'll help you get that 1.5 pour and make good use out yeah. of it. Okay, y'all? Like, absolutely. Thank you so much for doing this. I really yes, appreciate it. And Anytime. yeah, this was so much fun. And again, y'all, of course, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, stay home. You can follow me on all the things at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, pop culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.